Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Cool. All the here. Oh, thank you for having cool. me on your show. So awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. I ain't saying you're going Oh, cool. cool. oh my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. Cool. Cool. You know, we need more shows like this because cool. people need as much relationship help out cool. here as they can get. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we are discussing reasons not to date co-workers, or maybe you should, and we'll discuss how to deal with drones. But before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. Want to achieve your goals and dreams faster? If it's a new job, car, or house, attracting the relationships of your dreams, or living a healthier life, the Visualization Movie Kit will help you. It consists of four short videos between one to two minutes long. Included is a video for success, health, wealth, and love. You also receive three quote ebooks. The first 100 people to use the following coupon code will only pay $25. The code is Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, all small cap. Visualization movies will help you get inspired to achieve your dreams. For more info, visit our website at www.visualizationmovies.com. My thanks to visualizationmovies.com for being a sponsor of tonight's Talk to Q radio show. T2Q radio show number 499 starts right now. All right. You're on the job, and you just get settled at your desk. You look up as a new hire walks into the building for the first time, and this person is the finest person you've ever seen. They wind up sitting next to you, and you can't stop staring. At that point, you have a decision to make. Do I try to get to know this person as a coworker, or do I try to get to know this person on a more personal level? Thousands of people around the country struggle with this decision daily. On tonight's show, I'm going to throw out some reasons why it could benefit you to date a coworker. I mean, I've actually done it successfully, and I can share my tips on the show on how I made it work. I will also give reasons against why a person should not date a coworker. I mean, the last place to have a fatal attraction moment is a place where you make your rent money. This and more on the Talk to Q Radio show. No experts, just opinions. 347-202-0215 is the number. I go to the phone lines to the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit, and welcome on the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, what's happening? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Very good. I will travel to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, to welcome on Miss Amanda. Amanda, what's happening? Hey, Q. Hey, Crystal. How's everybody? Doing well. How are you? Good. Very good. I will go to um, actually the same area code. Garden State of New Jersey, and welcome on the Enforcer, Ray. What's happening, bro? Hey, what's up, Q, Crystal, Amanda? Y'all doing tonight? Hey, Ray. Doing well, doing well. All right, and I have someone else holding, but he has—he's not in the host queue. So when he gets in, I will bring him on. But we'll—oh, there he goes. The eight five zero area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. And welcome on the Buckster. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Ray, Amanda, Crystal. Hey, Buck. Buck. All right, we'll get started. All right, we all know you. You know you spend forty hours a week at work, so you get you have plenty of time to learn about your coworkers in some shape, form, or fashion. So, Amanda, I'll start with you. Would you date someone who worked in the same office as you? 
Uh, if I weren't married to the show enforcer, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I would. Uh, I, I, I've, you know, had a, I don't want to, I, I can't say I seriously dated anybody I work with, but, um, you know, hung out, went out, went out a couple times type thing, so, uh, it's something I would definitely do, and I, I think it's, uh, I think it can be, can be something that makes you look forward to going to work, for sure. Okay. And Crystal, what about you? Well, <laughs> I did date someone very seriously um, at a job that I used to work at. And after that experience, I said, I will never do that shit ever the fuck again. Mm. Doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. like it turned out well. Well, wow. yeah, I mean, Amanda's right. It does make you want to go to work, and it was fun while it lasted, and it did last for a while. But when it ended, what do you call a while? I don't know. Um, Two five months, years. three months. Oh no, five. How years. long? Oh wow, <laughs> five that years. Was common, that was. I mean, it, it actually, right? It actually lasted longer than the job lasted, but um, I don't know if you're going to get into those things later. <laughs> I'm going to give my old story, but let's just say that when it does end, um, you don't want to go to work because you don't want to see his ass every damn day, which is what was happening. But anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not a good, it can be great, but it can be very bad. All right. On Twitter, Sean Boo chimed in. She said, absolutely not. She would not date someone that worked in the same offices as she does. Dre chimed in and said he actually did once. And um, someone I'm not familiar with named Henny Hannes chimed in and said she did and she's still with them. Okay. So I guess everything's different for different people. But, uh, Ray, would you date for uh, would you date someone who works for the same company as you do but they're in a different location? Does that make it better? Uh, it, pro- it probably would, you know, like. I would tell anybody if you date somebody that you work with, you just have to be careful, you know, because I've had guys, you know, working in jobs. If I talk to a girl, I say, listen, it's the upside and it's the downside to that. See, me, myself, you know, I, like I said, I talk a lot. I'm opinionated and stuff like that, but to come to a relationship, I'm not disrespectful. You know, I'm not running my mouth on the woman and, letting people listen to her phone calls and see her text messages and stuff like that, like a lot of guys still do. Guys 40 years old, 35, yeah. still doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, when it goes bad, it can really go bad because, you know, once you get interested into a girl, it ain't so much as you shitting on the woman, but what happens when the woman shits on you? You know, damn, you know, you was talking to her, you was all into her, now she messed with somebody else on the job. You see what I'm saying? Or she telling people that, you know, you wasn't this and you wasn't that. You know, I don't too much, you know, get all into that because to me, if you're with somebody six months, a year, or whatever the case, now you're going to start talking bad about them. It ain't nothing but hate anyway. But some people that, you know, feed off that type of drama, they're going to believe what the woman say. So, it, it, it can get very messy from woman just making an outburst like, you know, 
oh, you can't call me or what the fuck wrong with you or something. And people looking around like, what's going on? And, you know, you don't too much care. Black folks, thankfully, you know, white folks, you know, do shirt and ties and everything. You like, damn, we got to get this shit under control. So you got to be careful with it. Okay. And, Buck, how do you feel about it, man? Um, even if you wouldn't date someone who worked in your office, would it be a little easier if you worked if you worked at the same company, just a different location? I prefer a different location. I've done it once, and you know it, it wasn't a bad deal. I mean, it was it was actually fairly decent. Um, it was fun to go to work. And it was fun, you know, fun after work. But um, you know, that was just a one time th- one time thing, and I wouldn't do it again. But I would prefer if I you know if I was working in a setting like that and started, you know, dating somebody, I would rather them be in a different location and not be in the same location. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer that, you know, you get more work done when you don't have somebody, you know, that you're dating upon you because you might not do your work as effectively, you know, versus, you know, being them in a different department or a different location, so. Okay. Well, let me stick with you for this question, but. Would you date someone who is your superior in the workplace, like a boss, CEO, or something like that? That, that was I did that one time. I won't do it again, though. So, <laughs> That's why I asked. I did that one time. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did that one time. Won't do it again. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't that it ended bad because you know, it really you know it didn't end bad in in any stretch of imagination, but. Um, like I said, that's, you know, I just wouldn't do that. I mean, I was young, much younger then, you know, I'm smarter than that now. Um, but I was really young, um, early twenties and, you know, just getting good. And, you know, they've been working for many years up until that point and it just happened, you know, things just happened. But at the same time, um, that was a one-time deal. I wouldn't do that again. All right. Well, let me go to the 910 area code, even though he's making his way through Big Springs, Texas. The man who plays the doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis, has joined the show. How you doing, Dr. Willis? Hey, what's up, Q? What's going on, Buck? And uh, whoever else is online, I just got to answer on who I was on. Okay. Ray, Amanda, and Crystal. And uh, I appreciate you taking time from your practice, sir. And uh, w- would you date someone who is your superior in the workplace? You know, a boss, a CEO, or whoever. Um, you know what? I probably would. Um, but then again, you know, it, I guess it depends on the circumstance. It depends on uh, a, you know, how far up I am, and you know, how comfortable you know my my life is at that point. Because I mean, if I ain't got shit, and I'm at the rock bottom anyway. Then I mean, why not? I can. Hey, I mean, I know that sounds like a tight hole type shit, but hey, it might come up. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I was just real. Okay. And you know, for some people, it, that may make a difference. Is it a career or if it's a job? Like, if it's a job, if I'm at McDonald's, then the average person is knocking down the manager, you know, because it's not that big of a deal to them. But if you have a career, you know, if you're a teacher or something like that, you might need to leave the, you know, school board superintendent or principal alone. If you know that's like a career that you don't want to ruin, so I think that it does make the difference as far as what kind of job it is for well, some people. So, but Amanda, back to you. I mean, is it easier to get to know a coworker that you work with forty hours a week 
more so than a stranger on a few dates? I think it can be. I think it can be um, where you can email back and forth or if you have like a a system where you guys can, you know, maybe everybody in the company has like a little chat system or something where you can kind of talk that way or if you're able to talk even without using the company um, computer or the email system or chat system, if you just talk face-to-face or sit at lunch together or whatever, it is easier, but um, at the same time, sometimes, you know, it may be where it can be more difficult. Depend. I think it just depends on, on your job. Some people can work, they can work at literally at the same place or for the same person, but not necessarily interact that often with each other. So I think mm-hmm. it just really depends on on which on how your job is set up, you know. Um, so I I think it, I think that that really it just varies on the circumstances. But in in most cases, I think that it allows you additional time to get to know that person that you wouldn't have if they worked elsewhere. Okay. I think I agree with that. And let me throw out a, a, something you mentioned, though, a T2Q tip. Do not use company software to communicate with your work booth. Use your own <laughs> communication devices, all right? You don't want that to come back to bite you. It's one thing if you're just making small talk or whatever, but don't get right. into anything yeah, personal. Yeah, you don't uh-huh. want to be asking how many inches he has or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get yeah. into that. You don't want to get into that. That can come back to bite you and be an HR issue. I'm, I'm just saying. And, Ray, what do you think about that, man? Is it easier to get to know someone at work as opposed to a stranger that you might have a few dates with? Well, I would, I would say no. I mean, the way I always wrote was, you know, I would, you know, throw my number out there or catch them in the hallway or something and say, yo, got to get your number or whatever. After that, contact is through at work. All that going to lunch and going out to lunch together and sitting at the picnic table, no, 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 absolutely not. You know, I already set everything up mm-hmm. through phone conversations after work. There's no need to walk around holding hands and all that and work for what? You know, because work is work and personal is personal. Because, you know, like I say, if things go bad, they can go really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the acting a fool in there, spitting your face or whatever. You can't knock the head off at work. That puts you under jail. You're going to lose your job, too. So you basically going to have to just, you know, keep everything as, as cool as possible. Don't even bring that to work. So, you know, I wouldn't communicate whether they was at the job, uh, at another site, or treat them just like somebody you meet on the street, basically. You know, communicate at other times. No need to talk at the job. Okay. And um, I think, I I mean, I kind of follow the same rules. Like, you kind of want to, Keep business, business, and personal, personal. Now, it's not always easy. Uh, Sometimes the line gets blurred, but it depends on the maturity levels of both people, you know. So, um, but one thing I will say about dating someone in an office workplace, and it's not a, 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 it's not to piggyback what Amanda said when she said this, you asking about how many inches somebody has, but size matters 
And what I mean by size matters, the bigger the office, the better chance of successfully dating without any problems. If it's a small office, then people tend to be in each other's business and it may be a little more difficult. But if it's a huge office, that gives you a little more um, privacy just because of how many people are out. But, uh, you know, you get to see how your coworkers interact and treat others from customers to, you know, their peers. So, Crystal, if a coworker of yours is rude to clients or customers on the job, then does that mean that he or she would be bad in relationships? Well, um, yeah, probably. And because that is always indicative of how someone treats people in general. And if someone treats the customer, you know, which is supposed to be someone who is supposed to try to, you know, get the customer, get the business, um, then that means that he doesn't have any sense. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm never attracted to guys who don't know what they're doing. So, you know, I mean, you have to treat the customer right. You have to be a businessman. And, you know, that is, I mean, if I saw a guy and he was, you know, attractive, and, but then in the course of watching him at work, I saw him just be a fuck up, which, you know, if you treat the customer bad, then that will get you written up a lot. So, or if he's, you know, dicking around, he's never there, you know, you can never find him. Or, you know, yeah, if he's doing bad on the job, that that would turn me off. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be with him. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that should definitely be an indicator of how he deals with his personal life. Okay. And, Buck, how do you feel about that? If your coworker is rude to clients and customers or maybe other peers, does that mean that they'll be bad in relationships? You know, will they be rude and kind of honorary to you as well? That's a possibility. Um, you know, those are things, I mean, you know, when you're, that's, you know, even if it wasn't in the work setting, you can, you know, you pretty much can tell. I mean, there's a lot of things you can tell by body language and how they handle things in certain situations. And, um, you know, it doesn't take three months to figure some of this stuff out. Sometimes it just takes one outing. And, um, you know, you just have to really be on your P's and Q's and make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's. I mean, if you're dating somebody in the workplace and you see that rude, you know, if you're in a customer service type setting or whatever the case may be, and you see that they're rude to the customers on, on there and, you know, un, unruly, then they may treat you the same way. So, I mean, before you even ask them out on that day, you already, you know, you see something like that, then you might not want to get involved with them. Okay. Very good point, sir. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. And, Dr. Willis, I mean, do you date a coworker that has had relationships with two or more of your other coworkers? No, nah, I would leave that alone. That's, I mean, that's a red flag from the door. If you couldn't make it with one of my coworkers, then uh, I don't I don't think the uh, expect to be any different. And then again, I could be, who knows, but... I, I couldn't see it, especially two. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Let alone one, but two. Nah, I think I'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll 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 play the games outside of work, but it won't be nothing. Won't be nothing at all. And and I'll let it be known up front, especially if she's very attractive. I mean, I'll let it be known up front that this is all it is. So she can make whatever decision she wants from there. Okay. And how do you feel about that, I got Crystal? 
if they've dated, you know, two or more of your coworkers before and you know this going into it, uh, is that a red flag to leave them alone? Nah, not for me. <laughs> because, you know, it could just mean that, you know, they were, you know, a couple of idiots, you know. Especially if you work with them, you know, you could probably figure out. I mean, if you okay, you, you come in, you see somebody, you find them attractive, you of course, you get the you the background of them anyway. Like, you know, is he married? You know, is he what's going on with him? What's his story? And then you hear, oh yeah, well he was with such and such. He was with such and such. And then you go and look at the such and such if she still works there, and you go, yeah, right, okay, I see why that did that shit didn't work out. So you know that doesn't really phase me much um, of the situation, depending on what happened between them. I mean, it was something that's really ridiculous. Or if, um, you know, she caused the scene and got fired over that scene, or then that, well, that doesn't really deter me either. But it could, mm-hmm. you know, it could, it, I'll, it'll pause me. It doesn't stop me. It'll pause me for a minute, you know, check things out. But no, nah, that's not going to stop me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's say about you. Doesn't say that's not going to stop me. I'm Crystal Hickerson. You're right. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what to say about you. All right. So, you know, another reason that I guess you could date a coworker is that you get to see their level of effort when it comes to their approach to their job, professionalism, appearance, etc. So, let me go to... uh. Let's see, let me ask you this, Ray. If your coworker doesn't act or dress professionally for the job, then is that a red flag when it comes to a potential relationship? Um, depends on on on, on how they dress. I mean, if you dress like a hippie, if you dress like a bum, then that's one thing. You know, if you go to a professional setting and you Dressing like you're on the street, that could be a problem. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of got to watch all things, you know. I mean, when you see a person, you kind of got to size them up, whether it's what they say, whether it's what they wear, how they dress, you know. I would say, yeah, it is a red flag, you know, but... It's different between it's different with males and females though. See, I always feel it if if a female come on a job, you know, she got too much hanging out, showing too much leg and all this and that. To me, it's always nice to look at, but it ain't nothing that you should do in a professional setting. Because mm-hmm. I always feel like if you come in here like that, we gonna look at it. You know, but in a professional setting, you know, as you might want to turn your head, you can't because you got to be professional. But on a job, you rarely find people that are professional. You know, I don't care if she has nothing. If we're in the right setting, I'm not going to even turn my head. You know, you might make a little side joke or something, but it's something corporate that everybody would do. It was nothing like, oh, damn, you see that? You know, so you just have to leave that alone. So, yeah, I would say that's a red flag. Okay. And um, 
let's see. Go to Amanda. What do you think? Is it a red flag when they don't dress or act professionally for the job? Absolutely. I think that um, I think that specifically being professional um, in a job setting, I think that that's a red flag. Um, even more than the the way that they dress. I mean, that's that's big too. But if they don't, because if nothing else, you want to know that that person is responsible. They go to a job. They show up. They treat it like it's you know like it's important to them. That that matters if that's a person you want to get into a relationship with because that's the and to me that's one of the benefits of actually working with somebody you're dating. You know all the ins and outs. I could be dating somebody that works at whatever company. He's, he's telling me that he goes to work, and he says that, oh, yes, I'm very respected at my job. I'm never late. I'm this and that. And all that could be lies. But when you work with somebody, you kind of already know, oh, my gosh, you know, Buck is missing work again. What's going on? You know, or Buck's late <laughs> again. It's it's like one of those things that you know. A Buck had to go Stop to the slacking, Buck. again. Yeah, you know, it's like, all right. No. <laughs> it might be I think everybody knows I don't slack. <laughs> it might be that he's yeah. nice to look at, but he wouldn't be a guy that you would take seriously in a relationship. So I think that it's important to see those things. And, of course, the way that the guy dresses, especially depending on the job. I mean, if you're in a job where you can dress, you don't have to necessarily dress professionally. You still want to make sure that the person is coming to work clean. You know, it may not be the most expensive or nicest clothes, depending on the job. But you know, I think it's I think you know what to look for uh, regarding your particular job field. So I think both those things are very important. Okay, yeah, I think uh, professionalism is important, and a lot of people don't take it seriously. But I mean, if someone dresses uh, like they're getting ready to shoot an outcast video or something, then you know, on a job that's in corporate America, then you may want to be like, okay, they don't take this seriously. This is someone that probably bounces from job to job or, you know, or one of those people that gets fired and then blame it on the company, play the victim role. I mean, this is a lot of things to consider. So I just think you have to be really careful when it comes to things like that as far as how someone treats their job because that just shows the maturity level. Uh and, you know, when people show you who you are, who they are, you need to pay attention to them. So, all right, so number four, and Crystal mentioned it earlier, number four reason why you should date your coworker, you have a reason to feel good about going to work. Uh, Crystal, what about going to work knowing that your boo was there made just everything so much more fun? Oh, my God, it was so great. <laughs> <laughs> because you know <laughs> it was it was great I mean we'd spend the night together or whatever and the weekend and just you know our off time together and then you know I wake wake up in the morning and I knew when I got to work I would see him and I think someone mentioned earlier about um you can't hold hands and you can't touch and stuff like that there was a no fraternization policy at our position at our job and it was a smaller office, so everybody came to the same office. There wasn't it wasn't like a corporation where there was many different levels. So everybody mm -hmm. came to the same place to start their day. So for him, even though he wasn't, I was the office manager, so he wasn't like in the office 
all day long. He went out and did his thing. But in the mornings, he had to come in to, you know, get his, you know, schedule for the day. And I would get, I would give him that. And so what we would do is he would, he would come in, he would get his assignment and then we would like stroke my fingers when he took his paper. It was just so cute. Yeah, you started your still crushing off of this. You, you're kind of getting. Look, now I'm just this, telling you the good part. Girl, the sixth grade blush going on here. Well, it was a great relationship while it lasted. But anyway, um, but so that 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 makes it fun, you know, and and it makes it fun also that nobody else knows, even though they do, but no one officially knows, you know. Right, right. And so it it makes it fun and exciting and all that kind of stuff. Okay, and I kind of get that, you know, when I was uh, back in the day, because I actually, you know, dated my wife at work for a year uh, before she got another job and, and moved on, and very few people knew. No one knew for the first couple of months, and then some of our, our close friends started catching on, but, you know, we never visited each other's desks because I worked on the first floor, she worked on the second. We would meet in the stairwell or something like that, and, you know basement elevator and all that other type stuff. So, I mean, it's like you kind of – you it does add to a level of excitement because it's almost like it's, it's something that's forbidden, even though there wasn't a rule against it um, up there where I worked. But it does add some excitement to it. The main reason you don't want people to know because you don't want haters, you know. But, however, at some point you got to let everyone know because if you decide, okay, this is going to be a long-term thing, and if you don't tell people, now you have people stopping by your desk trying to holler at you while your significant other is looking and can't say anything. And that just causes animosity and jealousy. You don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with that for real. So, But all right, so um, let's see. Uh, but, I mean, would it make you happier going to work if you knew that your boo worked there? Well, you know, going by that experience, it, it was, you know, the one experience I had, it was, I was happier going to work. Um, things seemed to be smooth. Um, you know, you know, I didn't have any, you know, uh, other than the fact that I, was dating, I didn't have any, uh, you know, no, you know, no extra advantage. She was still hard on me like a boss, like she was supposed to. Uh, she was able to keep the relationship in that separate, which was cool. Um, you know, I didn't get any, you know, I didn't get any uh, extra treatment, you know, special treatment or anything like that because, you know, we're running a business. So, you know, as long as you're taking care of your business, doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, it's really fun to go to work. And you got to be able, if you are dating somebody in that type of setting, you got to be able to separate the relationship part from the boss part or, you know, whoever you may be dating at that particular time. So um, you got to be able to separate that from your, you know, boss or, or coworker you know, relationship. So, but uh, it was fun to go to work. It was fun to go to work, you know, able to get things done and, you know, just kept it, you know, just kept it strictly business at work and, you know, it was a pleasure afterwards. Pure and simple. Okay. And Dr. Willis, first of all, have you ever done it? And second of all, if you did, did it make it, more fun to go to work knowing that you um you had some weight on you. Uh, you know, when I was in the military, I, I, I had quite a uh, a few of them. 
Lord. So yeah, it was exciting to say the least. It was uh, it was it was a juggling little game, but I mean, I never I never really played with nobody. They all knew, but um. I think it all depends on how many, you know what I'm saying, and that, I guess I, I can segue into this, but I guess it depends on how many women are in the office and things like that because if there's a lot of women and, you you know, you you like more than one, then no, nah, it ain't a good feeling. But if there's only one decent chick and the rest of them, you know, so so then hell yeah, you're happy, especially if you got her. So uh, I think it all depends. I never had a problem, though. I never had a problem with any of it. It was, it was cool for me. That's because you're Dr. Willis. Now you ain't gonna have no problems. <laughs> you just operating as usual. Three four seven two zero two one five is the number. Um, another T two Q tip: Remember that office romances have a better chance of not turning into a disaster than office casual sex. Yeah, casual sex will get you in trouble every time. All right, so now we got to look at four reasons why you should not date co-workers. Let me go to the 601 area code to the Magnolia State of Mississippi and welcome on the man, the myth, the legend, Eminem. What's <laughs> well, up, man? you with a radio world. <laughs> and Eminem, haters. People will sabotage your relationship if they're made aware of it. Should you oh, keep yeah. your office romances quiet to avoid hateration? Yeah, yeah. That's the only way, especially if you're around your own people. It seems like it's even worse. Um, I, I think that's uh, I, what we're giving for, right? But I think I think hating is so such a uh, uh, strong no no to the point where that probably take up two spots, you know. And then you got like uh, <laughs> then you got like conflict of interest, you know. Like maybe you're in a position uh, where you can approve. I don't know somebody's vacations or something like that and you know just coincidentally the person might got approved where somebody else didn't and then because it's known that y'all involved people gonna assume that you know this was uh some you know favoritism or something like that so that'll be like number three favoritism and uh number four is just you know uh kind of kind of in that same little area with that is just like Anything like that, when people know it, it's just like from that point on, any any kind of interaction you have with that person is not going to be just part of the job, you know. If it's something negative, it's going to be like you just doing that. She just getting wrote up because, you know, maybe y'all mad with each other. And if it's something good, promotional, you're just doing that because that's what you hit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, keep your lips shut, you know what I'm saying, uh, three and four, it's not going to be that much of an issue. That just like those things that's way deep down in that HR book that nobody pay attention to. But I hate a that hate a aid, bro. That's out there. The hate aid that that's the shit that gets everything flowing. That's the shit that that, that shits down the the chemistry of the the flow of the job. It makes people uncomfortable. Uh. It causes a lot of young ladies to be called bitches for nothing, and nobody don't know why people don't like them. They don't even know their name. That all that category goes in the morning too, because like I say, that hating so strong. It's two categories in one. It, it can't be by itself. 
you know. They okay. just wouldn't be uh, civilized. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me go to the 618 area code, the land of Lincoln, and welcome on to Badman. Badman, what's happening, bro? Uh, none much, none much. And Badman, do you keep office romances under wraps to avoid the haters? Hell yeah, you keep it. You hell yeah, you keep it under wraps. Cause if not, you will be in the ghetto informer. Everybody would know your shit. They would know where you went, uh-huh. what store, what store you got her damn cologne, uh, perfume from, where y'all ate at, uh, what time you dropped her off. They would damn know. Uh, no, you just can't. No, you just can't do that because, like I said, I can tell you, I can tell you some horror stories. I can tell you some horror stories because I was years ago. I was working in a plant that was mostly women, and um, I was dating somebody for like five years. But she was on night shift at first, and I was on day shift. Now everything was smooth until she came to day shift, and we ended up in the same department. This when all hell broke mm. out. <laughs> all hell broke out That's when all these damn uh, Brian Williams and Dan Rathers just started Popping up telling her shit About hey you know what he was doing He was on nights and shit And on damn where I was I was I was two states away at drill Nothing more drill and just, I mean it just a damn, You just can't do that because then again, if y'all beefing, you're beefing at home, and then you got to go to work, and y'all still beefing because that's yeah. only 24 hours you got to deal with crazy-ass shit. Yeah. You, try to go and, you try to go to work to get away from home, but home following you. You don't want to take home to work. You want to take work to home. But if you don't went there, it's going to be all damn bad. Right. So my advice is, if you go date somebody, just make sure y'all ain't working the same damn place, or y'all have a good understanding. Don't don't be fooled by the hateration. Don't be fooled by the ghetto informers, the ghetto inquirers, or the ghetto enlirers, whatever you want to call them. Cause people people will make up any damn thing just to get see shit popping off. Right. They would say uh-huh. it or do anything. Okay. Let me go to a caller calling in from Skype. And caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Yeah, Mr. Solution, L.A. Yeah, this what's going on, Mr. Solution? A, uh, yeah, I worked in this area, and it used to be the best place to find a romance was, was at work because you saw the person, you knew a lot about him. But uh, a guy has to be very careful because all a woman has to do is complain to HR one time, and you can lose your job. Very easily. So that's something to keep in mind. Definitely, definitely, because some um, offices do have um, certain protocols against that, and uh, you can get in a lot of trouble. I agree with that there. And yeah, virtually, Amanda, any, vir- virtually any office, if, if the woman complains because they fear a lawsuit, they're automatically going to go against the man. And I've seen people you know, lose their jobs. So it's just, it's something that a man has to be real careful, especially, um, we'll say, asking the woman out. I would say guys better not do that because just depending on what day it is, how the woman is feeling, she can report you for that. 
just just a simple. She can say that that's harassing. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, definitely you have to take precautions, and um, I mean, some people just step out there, but you you run the risk of losing your job for sure. I agree. So Amanda, given that, should you talk to Human Resources before starting an office relationship, or is it none of their business? Um, I guess it just depends on the. How much you like uh, your job? Oh, okay. I'm just gonna be honest. I I probably wouldn't, but I guess if if it's if you're that type of person that you want to take the precautions or, um, you know, there's a strict policy against it. I mean, if there's a strict policy against it, then why would you go and say that you're breaking the rules? So I I don't know. I mean, I guess. There's reasons why you would. I really couldn't really see myself going to HR to put them in my business like that, but mm-hmm. uh, there can be reasons behind it, you know, but there there may be people who feel the need to um, protect themselves, like uh, Mr. Solutions was saying, where a lot of women can just say, oh, this happened or, you know, this got messy or whatever and, and make it a big thing. I'm not that, I'm not that type of person to to be trying to go to HR and say somebody harassed me. So uh I I guess I guess it just really depends on the on the situation. If you're uncomfortable and you want to cover yourself, then that may be the way to go. All right, Crystal, what do you think? Do you, should human resources um be you know, privy to what you're trying to do just to make sure everything's on the up and up or do you just do it and cross your fingers? <laughs> Um, I do it and cross my fingers <laughs> because I don't know what's going to happen, you know. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, a um, relationship or we just going to kick it. I mean, if we just kicking it, you know, just having sex after work, that's that's okay, you know. Um I think, to me, fraternization means when I'm having a relationship, when we start, like, actually having a real relationship, and then, you know, then you go to human resources, especially when it's going to be serious, when you're really going to be spending real time together, maybe coming to, you know, office functions together or whatever. Then, yeah, then you want to go to HR, and if they have a paper that you can sign or whatever, um, talk about the policy. Then you would do that, but other than that, no, nah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to HR. None of their damn business what I'm doing after work. You know, we can keep it on the low. Okay. Hey, may, uh, this is Mr. Solution. May I give you a scenario, real quick? <laughs> sure. <laughs> See, this is the thing, and this happens all the time. Say, for example, if uh, a woman gets a low performance evaluation, or you know, for some reason. Uh, she gets in trouble at her work, and a lot of women get paid by alleging sexual harassment. Well, that will get her completely off the hook because that's like dropping an atomic bomb. I don't care right. what else is happening, what she's done wrong. If she she can allege, well, I've been sexually harassed, everything comes to a screeching halt. Now she's the victim, even if she has has seven heads in her closet, you know, so to speak. So it's just something that guys need to be very, very cognizant of because, uh, and women do do it all the time. Jealousy, like I say, they get in trouble. Virtually anything that happens that the woman may not like, 
she can allege sexual harassment, and the guy's ass is grass as far as management is concerned. Yeah, I agree with that scenario, definitely. Um, I mean, again, there there are a lot of things that can go wrong. You know, that's why we're, we're kind of giving it from both sides. If it goes wrong, it can be bad. You can be out of a job. You can be part of a lawsuit. It can be really bad. But if it goes right, then, you know, hey, maybe you lucked out. It's a chance some yeah. people may take. But one thing you have to worry about is um, the number two reason not to date your coworker is revenge. If the relationship goes south, then you could be looking at some miserable days at work if the person wants to re- retaliate, uh, retaliate. So, you know, Ray, you break up with your coworker because you find out that she's crazy. I mean, what's your worst fear? Um, I think it's just, you know, cutting up acting a fool job, basically. You know, so, you know, if you say something that's, uh, you know, you might kind of keep it casual. They may not want you to keep it casual. They mm-hmm. may want to just, you know, cause a scene and, you know, try to force your hand, so to speak, you know. Because no matter what she, she does, they can't react to it, you know. She slapped your face. They may try to calm the situation now. Meanwhile, you you're supposed to be out of the door, out of doors if you do something like that. And versus, you know, just um, that's why I say you gotta be re- real careful when you start this stuff up. You know, so even if it ends, they can still respect you. You respect them, and you can kind of go about your business. If you know that you're not gonna do the right thing, you know you. A uh, sleaze ball or whatever, don't even start it because because it's gonna get bad. All right, I mean, I'm I'm just being serious because you know if you're a guy that you know, hey, you know we don't speak or whatever. We can still be friends. We still cool and you know she really ain't got nothing bad to say about you. Just wouldn't you know a thing that we want to pursue further or something. Then then you know it's cool, but you know. He's just going in on you. You lie. You a cheater. You a dog. You a this. You a that. And you know, telling anybody who are listening stuff like that is only so much a guy is gonna listen to before he starts to respond. And when you respond, then she got you. And you know, you don't need to be acting like that on on the job. So I would just say it's not worth it. You know. All the women in the world and all the places in the world, why you got to bring it to work? All right. And Dr. Willis, um, how do you feel about it, man? What's your worst fear if you break up with someone in the workplace? I'll be honest with you. I don't don't have a worst fear. Um, Anything I do, uh, I'm not embarrassed by it. So, uh, you know, you you can't give the other person too much power. And that's where a lot of, uh, especially guys, they, where they go wrong, you know, they're, they're afraid they're going to lose their job, so they start lying, they start stuttering, it just makes them look bad. Uh, you know, if, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, if we if we break up and you go to work and you're trying to shame me and say, oh, he eats booty like groceries, I'm like, hell yeah, you taste like pickle big feet. Fuck it. I mean, you know, it don't matter to me. I'm just saying. I mean, and I, and I don't do that, but if, if you're going to say that, guess what? I'm going to roll with it. I'm just that type of dude because I'm not going to give you power. And so when these dudes give give the uh, or even women give the accuser power, um, then they start to lose. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, Mr. So, Willis, your services are no longer required. 
But you know what though? But, to that point though, you if if you don't know if you don't know your shit, then yeah, my service will be no longer required. But what are they, what are they, why are they gonna find me? What are they gonna find me for? You know what I'm saying? Because if they let me go, they're gonna have to let her go. I mean, it takes two to be involved in some type of relationship. So I'm like, hey, yeah, she came around, she came by, asked her for a number, she gave it to me, and we've been hanging out. They can fire you if you're eating the booty like groceries and you work for Kroger. They can fire you at eating at a competitor. Eating at a competitor, right? <laughs> but you know, the point is, though, is that you know, saying if if you're doing something that you're ashamed of anyway, then that's your fault. You know what I mean? So if I do anything, if I drop in your damn inbox on Facebook and say some crazy shit, and you decide you want to blast me, I'm gonna own that shit. Yeah, yeah, I see it. You know, I mean, so you know, I'm not gonna give you power. And as far as HR and stuff, yeah, you know, we both know the rule book. I I make it my point anywhere I work at to know and understand all the rules and regulations as it applies to me. So if somebody come with some false allegations or anything else, I'm ready because, you know, you got to know your shit. <laughs> so I, I never worry about sexual harassment claims. I don't worry about none of that stuff. I'm prepared. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still cracking up on you. <laughs> Pickle pig. <pee. laughs> all right, so... <laughs> so Eminem, um, of course, reason three is jealousy. If it doesn't work out, then you may need you may end up seeing that person dating someone else, um, or in the, while you're in the process of dating, they may kind of start tripping if they see people hanging around you. So, how do you avoid jealousy in the workplace when dating a coworker? Ah, uh, wow, that, that's a you really can't avoid that. I mean, you know, you, that's something that's. Uh, that's something that's going to happen, but now, now, now the the counter effect of that, if somebody's jealous, then that piques the curiosity of uh, <laughs> you know some of the other you know women or whatever. So like, damn, you know, if he in her head like that, then you know, well, you know, shit, something must be okay. So you know, a lot of times that still works in the guy's favor, you know. So, uh, uh, but but one thing I wanted to comment on. Uh, real quick was, and, and you know, it's kind of funny how, you know, it, the the best way to do stuff is, you know, to go by the book and don't do it. But it's it's funny how a lot of women respond. Uh, like me, I always been been a guy that you know really don't give a shit too much. So it's like it's funny how one guy can get a pass actually saying something or doing something or whatever and somebody else would be like you know they blink wrong they in hr or something so you know yeah um, they it, we it, put, they put that how, on that saturday night saturday night live skit with tom brady you know like somebody's like you know oh that's just that's just john you know he smacks all the chicks ass in the office but then you know you know paul come through and just like you know you know how you doing you know you know you were looking uh very uh you know, tantalizing today, you know, and, and then usually David Cabellary going to be so small, they don't know what tantalizing mean. They think you're talking about their mama's a hoe or something. So they, you know, you know <laughs> got, wow. got the dude rolled up and stuff. So I'm just saying, it, it now that that's, that's, that's jealous in a different way, but it's, it's just like, 
you know, a lot of guys feel that's that's so unfair, like, man, this guy here doing this and that, you know. Uh, but I just noticed that a lot of women respond different when a guy tends to carry himself like they don't give a shit, kind of like what Bobby did was describing, kind of like, you know, in, in certain instances of how I've been before, you know, it's just like, well, fuck it, you know, I don't give a shit, they fight me or not. You know, you look that damn good, I got to say something, you know. So it's almost like they don't even take you, well, they know you serious, but it's like, it's kind of hard to explain. But then if a guy is kind of nervous and shit like that, okay, they're going to fuck him up, you know. Q, I don't, I don't know if you remember when we used to work together, you know, somebody that was not in our department, but uh, <laughs> they tried to mess my man up and it was nothing, but, you know, but because he was looked at differently than some of the other guys that was actually not only uh, doing stuff, they was actually, you know, sexually involved with multiple women. You know, but then they're going to use this guy to watch cause. So when I heard about it, I like, that's bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I just, you know, I just noticed that a lot of times it's a double standard. You know, that's why they need more men on boards when it comes to stuff like sexual harassment. Because they be like, okay, well, you know, this guy said this here. But because I guess you're not, don't find him too attractive or too funny or whatever it is that might be appealing versus somebody else, then now when he say the same thing that should be much less offensive, now you're so frustrated you can't do your job, you know. But, you know, these these other guys that was uh, coming in here, and you know, they don't give a damn. They slanging dope anyway. You know, yeah, they just ran a train on your ass <laughs> in the break room. Oh, Lord. You know. In the break room, really, Eminem? <laughs> hey, I got to throw that porn skit in there, man. But, uh. Right? Yeah, like damn, my coke won't come out, my drink won't fall. It's like I can help you. Somebody else put a water in. Damn, man, for real. Just that simple. Just that simple. <laughs> then that Menage right, Trois music started playing in the back. That Luke had them. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem, no, there was no call for that <laughs> at all. <laughs> no call at all. He call up. Oh Lord, boy, he took the show right off the rails, really quick. <laughs> Damn right, rails so broke. They bit. <laughs> Reason, you know what? I, I I forgot what the question was. Uh, <laughs> Up. Listen, uh, avoid jealousy in the workplace if you're dating a coworker. Uh, Mr. Solution, if you happen to be in a situation where you are dating a coworker in the workplace, what's the best way to avoid jealousy? Uh, you know, seeing uh, oh, that other yeah. person with, talk to other people, or maybe that person seeing you talk to other people. Yeah, the best way to avoid jealousy or conf- can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, the best way to avoid jealousy or confusion is by having good conversation, having effective conversation. Um, If you are clear with the person, you guys have a good foundation. Uh, Like I say, I don't totally discourage uh, workplace relationships. They can be really, really good, but they can be really, Uh really bad. And so uh, 
if, uh, if, if you have really good communication and you're with a good, balanced person, uh, most of those obstacles can be steered around quite easily. So that's the way I would avoid jealousy or, you know, any other negativity. Communication is definitely the key. That's what Buck says all the time. I agree with you 100%. Effect- You've got to have effective e- communication. Effect- yes, yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, Crystal, um, you know, there's a promotion. One of you gets, let's say you get promoted, Crystal, and now you're this guy's boss. Um, how do you feel like that should affect things? If you get promoted, do you keep dating? Do you call it off? Does one of you transfer departments? Do you quit? I mean, what do you do? No, we keep dating. It's even more sexy then because I'm his boss. He has to do what I say. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Man, Crystal is the <laughs> she's the epitome of the devil on your shoulder. I mean, she. <laughs> man, can you see the abuse with that? The Crystal would have fun. Oh, man. yeah, man. That'd be great. <laughs> You can hear the devilishness in her voice when she said it, too. Right, I know, right? It was just completely malicious. I mean, uh, so what if it's the other way around? He gets promoted and he's your boss. You still good with it? Yeah, yeah, even better. Because guess what? I'm not getting fired or he's getting fired. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's good, too. Hey, hey, Mr. Solution, I have some experience there's got to be a transfer. You, you can't do that because even a third party could could uh, claim, you know, could claim an a- action. You can't uh, can't have a supervisor, uh, husband and wife. That's like ultimate nepotism, and uh, that's just a no-no. Yeah. There's too much. There's too much area for corruption there. Yeah, you. That was something you would definitely couldn't let anyone know. It could be a problem because. Uh, yeah, people say it's favoritism and things of that nature, and it it can be a huge problem. But Batman, hey, what do you think, man? <laughs> Batman, do you, if your if your coworker gets promoted and becomes your boss, I mean, do you keep dating? Do you call it off? Transfer, or do you quit, or do you do like Eminem and just make a movie? <laughs> Batman, you still there? <laughs> All right, he must be tending a little bad, man. I'll throw that your way, Amanda. Um, as far as, nope. uh, I'm sorry, what's what's the question exactly? I mean, if your coworker that you're, that you're dating gets promoted and becomes your boss, what do you do? Um, I think you. I, I'm kind of with Crystal. I think I think it depends on the relationship that you have, of course. In certain situations, if if it's known that that you're a couple, you know, if everybody knows it, then of course something has to be done. They're not going to allow for your long-term boyfriend or girlfriend to be your boss. But right. if it's something where you just mess around here and there, and that's what you you all feel like you're mature adults to not allow it to escalate to something it shouldn't be then, you know, why not? I mean, but you have to know that that if, you know, you break it off with him or her, they're not going to try to 
um, stop you from getting overtime or deny your vacation or try to get you fired. And, you know, as the the boss, you would have to know that, okay, this person is not going to turn around and claim sexual harassment or that I've been mistreating them in some way just because we're no longer together. So I think that you would have to have an honest conversation with that person to make sure that you all are on the same page. Okay. All right. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I agree with you. And so Eminem, I'm dying to hear this. What advice would you give? It's the last one on the topic. What advice would you give to a friend who is interested in dating a coworker? Oh man, my 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 first my first advice would be well, no, my first I would ask him a few questions. Number one, I would I would uh, you know ask him you know that skill all the guys have like man. You know, well, you know, how is she? You know, if she's just saying shit like, oh, she's nice, she's a good person, and all that. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, well, you know, that's a dime a dozen. But, you know, he talking about, oh, man, shit, she bad. Man, I'm talking about, like, uh, when she walk in, it's like, you know, shit, everybody head turn. i like, man, damn. I said, man, you know, you with that, you sell all out because, see, worst case scenario, if you pull the baddest motherfucker, it's just like it's the opposite of going to prison. You know, like they say, you go to prison, you find the the toughest summer gun in there and and, and fight his ass. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same way when you know when guys on the hunt, you find the baddest stallion you can find. If you can ride that horse, then you you gonna have a whole flock of mustangs right behind you. So you know, um, yeah, I say fuck it, go for it. But I I I I I, I guess. What had me hesitating for a minute, man, it's just like <laughs> I couldn't get this sound out of my head. Do y'all remember on Boomerang when Eartha Kitt was like uh, Eddie Murphy's boss or something, kind of indirectly? Yeah. And she was like, my cat. And it was one of them things. <laughs> instead of instead of instead of uh, instead of chastising him for quote unquote being the womanizer of the company, she was just like, okay, hey, I, I need to get mine too. It was that kind right. of thing. Now that's something that happens more than a lot of people think. You know, they always put it on the guys, but you have these, you know, these uh, these you know, silver-headed old ladies that you know. You know, in their mind, anyway, think they still got it. And they see all these younger women giggling about some dude that's, you know, kind of got a nice little reputation. So they want to see what it's all about, too. And if you don't, guess what? Then they turn around and be like, well, you know, you won't get promoted or you won't get that. So, uh, yeah. But, 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 yeah, but to answer the question, man, shit, you know, you know, it, it's all on that scale. I mean, if if it's worth the headache, then go for it. But if not, then you you'll feel like a fool. You'll be like, well, damn, you know, you know, it's like, man, shit, you know, because All right. one thing. Well, <laughs> go ahead, and finish up. One thing about it, like I say, if, if she bad, and if she bad, bad, oh, game is understood, Jack. I mean, you finna benefit in ways you never had before in your life, you know, so. Uh, now that that's just strictly in the meat market. Now if it's something more of a serious relationship where you probably don't want to mess with nobody on your job, 
because right. everybody else gonna put so much salt in the game, you know, it ain't gonna uh, it ain't gonna never work right. Yeah, okay. Big ass dog well, over there. <laughs> no shit, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah, he derailed the show. All right, Mashivia yeah. chimed in. Mashivia from the Virgin Islands chimed in on Facebook. And she said, um, as far as what, she, what advice she would give to a coworker interesting in dating someone, is consider honestly how you would deal with the aftermath if things ever turn south. And I agree 100%. You got to talk about that up front. You know, will you be able to deal with interactions in the office or will it become unbearably awkward? If the latter, then it's probably something you should avoid. And Crystal, that's something you spoke of earlier, how everything went well when you dated your coworker, but then when it went bad, it just made it hard to come to work, right? Crystal? Hello? Crystal. Can you hear me? Hey. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, sorry. I was on mute. Um, yeah, it was horrible. It was totally horrible um, when we broke up <laughs> for horrible reasons, my fault. But anyway, uh, it, it, was, it was bad because what happened was when we came to work instead of feeling great and, you know, googly eyed and all that beautiful stuff. It was horrible. I didn't want to see him. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to see him. I didn't want, as someone mentioned earlier, I didn't want to see him with other people. There was other women working there who were, mm-hmm. you know, totally in love with his ass, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause again, the kind of guys that I tend to attract are the players and the fine assholes. Okay. So women tend you to got be your attracted to that kind about of fine people. <laughs> exactly. You want fine? I wouldn't even fuck with you. <laughs> so, you know, so he was that. Okay. So even though I don't know if women were actually, if he was actually having sex with them uh, or whatever, I don't know. Maybe probably knowing him. But um, the fact that he would, I mean, even just saying hello, I was like, oh, so you fucking this bitch. You say hello to her. So oh, it was it was horrible. It was yeah, horrible, and but, and then what yeah, what happens is you, somebody <laughs> you lose focus, <laughs> right? You lose focus on your job, and and again, that's the main thing, really, is that you're both working, so mm-hmm. you lose focus, and you can't concentrate on the work that you're doing that you're supposed to be doing. And you make mistakes and everything, and or you can't even function. So, that, that's, uh, yeah, that's the worst part of the situation. Yeah, that's no bueno right there. And um, so it's like you run the risk of affecting your performance, which affects your money. And, um, yeah, it can have a lot. There's more probably downside than there is upside when it comes to dating a coworker. You have to be willing to step out there and take that chance. And sometimes you get lucky and it works. Sometimes it turns out to be your worst nightmare. But, all right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. And we'll move on to the next topic. Um, I'll take a quick break. i got to reach in and grab some water right quick. So let me take a quick break. Hi, this is Mo Bella Hughes from Queens, New York, and you are now listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just as in me. I 
I attract clientele. My mic check is life or death, breathing a sniper's breath. I exhale the yellow smoke, a Buddha through righteous steps, deep like the shining, sparkle like a diamond, sneak a Uzi on the island. All right, and just that quickly, I've quenched my thirst. Listen to the Talk to Q radio show, like she said. One of my Twitter followers. Okay, shooting down drones. Drones have become really popular over the last couple of years, and people fly them around neighborhoods and out in fields just like kites. However, they can be a nuisance sometimes. So I got to start with Ray on this one. Ray, your own vacation at a really nice resort. Your wife is laying outside by the pool. What? do you do when she's laying out by the pool and a drone starts hovering over her as if it's taking videos or pictures? Do you take the drone down or do you try to locate the pilot and go after that person? Well, I thought the drone was flying kind of high, but I guess it can fly low as well. Um, yep. You know, I don't, I don't like the idea of drones. You know, it looks good when it's in the air, but, you know, I believe like last week or the week before last, he had a drone firing a gun, and, you know, it just, to me, that technology is just going too far. And, you know, I don't know how to react to that because you don't know who's controlling it or where it's coming from. So it's one of those things where you just have to wait and let it happen and then see, see how you would naturally react to it because I don't think you would really know. I mean, because you're not going to be able to hit it with a shoe or a glass or something and knock it out of the air. So it just probably would just, you know, put you on full alert. And you just really don't know what to do because you don't know what it's going to do to you. Okay. Well, let me go to the 340 area code. The U.S. Virgin Islands, and welcome on. Um, is this Archie, Mashivia, or both? It's Archie. I know she's not far behind. And Arch, how do you respond to that, man? Um, a drone, or, you know, say it's in your backyard. It's a drone flies over your fence and it's just kind of hovering over your backyard like it's looking at you, man. How do you respond to that? Yeah, if it's in my backyard, uh, that's target practice. And I'm I'm accurate to 300 meters, so... <laughs> my mom's pretty good, a pretty good shot, too. So it's... it's it, was, it it really depends on where we are. I mean, if we're like out on the beach or something, and it's a drone flying around, I may be might be annoyed, but I probably wouldn't do anything. But if it you come into my yard with that, yeah, I'm I'm prone to take take your drone or either shoot it down, throw a net on it or something. Okay. All right. Well, but isn't that uh, kind of stuff illegal or something? Like no fly zone around backyard and stuff, or has the law not caught up with caught up with that yet? Well, not quite. The laws are a little antiquated, and as much as I like to, we like to have fun on T2Q. We also like to educate. You run the risk of being fined up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and going to jail for up to twenty years for damaging or taking down a drone, even if it's flying over your home or your backyard. I know that's crazy, right? Federal law, which obviously needs to be updated, uh, protects any aircraft, and the law does say any aircraft, regardless of where it flies. Anything higher than the blaze of grass on your property is protected um, airspace for any aircraft. So you would come out better probably finding the owner and dealing with that person directly 
than trying to take it down yourself, especially if you shoot at it, because then you run into gun laws then for shooting in the air. That's kind of dangerous. Now, if you have peeping Tom laws in your state, then you can charge that person with voyeurism. However, you have to find the person, of course, and they can be houses away flying a drone by remote. So um, the only way you can actually take it down is to claim self-defense, like it came at you or like Ray mentioned, the one that had weapons recently. Uh, I, I mean, so Mr. Solution, what do you think about the law? And should it be updated now that drones are becoming more and more common for personal use? Mr. Solution, you there? I'm sorry. Uh, the question is, what should be done about drones, uh, their invasion of privacy? Yeah, because you the laws protect them basically for flying anywhere they want to fly. So, I mean, what do you think should be done as far as updating the law since drones are becoming more common? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> well, obviously, the laws need to reflect, uh, you, you know, the uh, uh, redress that people have with drone owners, uh, some way of identifying them, and that would – I guess, entail other technology, uh, you, you know, to identify the drone and, and who owns it. And, of course, uh, now, if what I'm thinking of is that they have been getting in the way of uh, water-dropping planes, but I think the scenario you used is just like uh, maybe invasion of privacy or something like that. But when you're in yeah. public, there's no... Um, there's no expectation of privacy unless you're in a bathroom. So, I mean, they can legally hover, and and I've seen many people with them. In fact, I kind of enjoy seeing them. But, uh, I, I mean, they are uh, open to public space. They're free to traverse open sp uh, public space. Okay, yeah. I think they need to update it, though, to keep it out of people's backyards. But, um it is something that's becoming more common and it could be, you know, a serious problem. And, um, I mean, um, Amanda, well, excuse me, let's go to Buck. Buck, if, if this were to occur and it was to invade your privacy or your backyard and you found out who the owner was, I mean, what would be your response? Well, I mean, I would go, I would go to the owner and say, Hey, look, you know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you nicely not to, you know, fly your drone you know, in my backyard or whatnot or, you know, on my on my property or, you know, there'll be repercussions by it. I mean, so, I mean, I would have to, you know, dealing with these drones since this is such a new area, I mean, you would have to call, really, you need to call the, you know, police department or something, somebody or hell, even the FAA and see, you know, they're going to keep doing, you know, they're going to fly these little bastards in your backyard then, you know, <laughs> Just go ahead and just go all out, you know, because I know when, I mean, this is a little bit off subject, but if Eminem can do it, I can do it too. Um, I know during, during Hurricane Ivan, some of the kids were going around taking all the MRE stuff, putting it in bottles and making bombs out of it. Our stepson did it, and then the uh, American Tobacco and Firearms charged him with a second-degree felony for doing it. So, oh, you know, so, so the FAA, you know, if you call the FAA, if the police won't do anything about it, you know, you might, you know, you fly that drone, you know, that's, you know, you invade my prize or whatnot, you know, you may get a felony charge for flying that damn thing in my backyard. So, you know, just something to think about. Don't want to have to go to that great link, 
just for a damn drone, but, you know, these damn things are starting, you know, people are starting to, you know, do stupid things with them, and that gun thing was just one of them. You know, they could probably use a drone to spy on people, you know, that might be having affairs and things of that nature with these damn drones. So, I mean, the gun thing is just a, you know, just a tip of the iceberg, so to speak. It could get a whole lot worse before it gets better. So I think they really need to kind of look at this and figure out, you know, do these things have airspace? Um, what's, you know, where can you fly these? Where can't you fly these? These are things that they're going to have to start looking at because, I mean, we've already had incidences where they've, you know, Washington, D.C. at the White House and now this. So, I, you know, it's something that they all, the FAA and, you know, all law, law enforcement agencies need to take a look at. And, you know, so, and let me ask a quick question. If you guys are familiar with Google Map and Zillow, uh, I mean, they take pictures of, of people's property, detailed pictures. So I don't know. I, I would say the best thing to do is to get some sort of canopy if if you, you know, really want privacy in, in your backyard. Cover All of this stuff is at least several years old. And I'm sorry, what's that? For for Google Maps, they're from... Their pictures are detailed, but they're old. They use the stuff they have posted up are for like at least three or five years old. Yeah, but so what's your point? I, I'm just saying they still took the liberty without your permission to take these. Oh right, 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 right. Property. Yeah, that would probably be the only way. I mean, but I, I would be curious because based on the federal law, you could fly a drone, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess that's restricted airspace, so you can't fly it over the White House. That might be a little different. Uh, you might get shot. Right, at, that's different. Shot down. Yeah, that's different. But um, they're going to have to do something, maybe restricted to open areas or just on your own property, or because you know these things have cameras, and it doesn't have to be an actual robot drone like the fancy ones we see on TV. You have remote control helicopters that a kid, you know, I bought my godson one, fifty bucks. And it has a camera on it. It can go, you know, up as, as high as 75 feet and film everything below. So, I, I mean, anything can really kind of be considered a drone, and you can't take it down. If someone shot his helicopter down, then they could face federal charges, you know, if they were to pursue that. And I just think it's a little much. I think you have to have some type of um, reason. And if you invade someone's property, once you cross their property line, um, I just think, and I, and I know you can argue. Well, if he's flying at a hundred feet in the air, he can see everyone's property line. How do you protect against that? I mean, that's a good point. I don't know, but um, something has to be done to at least keep them from flying directly over your property. I think, as far as coming into your backyard, because not everyone oh, let flies me just say that, but Let me just say, you can do something. There are areas that that are uh, designated restricted areas. In other words, communities. But, you know, that takes a little bit of power, a little bit of money, yeah. and a little bit of So you can definitely have your area declared as a restricted area. And if you find people snooping over that, then, of course, you, you can take action, call the police generally. Right. But, uh, you know, you it's going to, to take a little bit effort. of money to to do anything. That's true. And uh, yeah. Dr. Willis, you're, you're a military guy. Would you ever own a drone, or do you own a drone? No, um, I think I think right now it's it's a fatal flaw to even allow those 
could be in civilian hands or, you know, if, if they are right now. I'm not sure if they are or not. But uh, I don't think I don't think anyone should have drones other than the military. And then even with them, they should not be using those uh, on U.S. soil. Because right now, to me, it seems like what they're doing is conditioning us and desensitizing us to seeing them. And so when, you know, if something big were to pop off or let's say if they decide they want to attack a certain sector or a certain group, guess what? You know, if it can come up on you and you're going to be like, oh, that's a drone, who cares, you know, it's not a flower or whatever, and you you never know. It could freaking send a, a damn bomb down and take out your whole block. You never know. I'm not saying it's going to get that, that crazy. Or I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I think that, it's, it's it's kind of flawed to have that type of weaponry on U.S. soil and to be able to put it in anybody's hands and, and say, hey, here you can have a drone, whether it's got weapons on it or not. Because I mean, if if you're allowing it, then it can still be fitted with weapons. And so I think I think that um, that that that's really bad. Who's that? Say something. Was that Crystal? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I, I don't agree with it. I, I don't think we should have them. Okay. All right, then. Well, I just thought it was interesting that they were protected. That's something I did not know, and I just wanted to throw it out there for all my listeners. All right, on tomorrow, Wednesday, July 29th at 10 p.m. Eastern, it's hard to believe that after four years, five months, and nine days that I've reached episode number 500. <laughs> What started off as a 10-minute rant on relationships in episode one has turned into my own personal legacy. For the 500th time, I will reach out to the world and mix it up with some of the most intelligent and entertaining callers in talk show history. At least that's how I look at it. Now, I've been banging my head um, against the wall trying to figure out how in the world I could celebrate show number 500. It's so much trouble to try to reach out and have guests call from the past, so I kind of decided against that. I mean, I'm sure there are some who will call um, and say hello, but I decided to do something a little different, and I decided that uh, the show legends and I are going to play a little T2Q trivia. I mean, not only will they get questions about the history of the show, but they will also answer questions about certain events and pop culture happenings. So, uh, And I'll probably give away a very nice T2Q swag bag to the winner, you know, since episode number 500 is finally here. So that's the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern on T2Q. Do not be late. If you're late, you may not be able to participate. All right, final thoughts. And let's see. I will start with Archer. Are you there? Your last one in, first one out. Go ahead, Q. <laughs> I like that. Go ahead with your, your final thoughts. <laughs> um, final thoughts, as always. Pleasure to join in with you, Q. Um, I'm definitely, definitely going to have to be on time tomorrow. Although, if you're asking history questions on the Q radio show, I might not know as much as others, but I'll try. Um, great show, as always. Good night. Thank you very much, sir. Shouts out to Gigglebox in the background. And um, there'll be other questions as well. You know, there are going to be some pop culture trivia. I might ask you a question about Martin or something. You never know. So, all right, I appreciate it, man. And Mr. Solution. Sure. Have your final thoughts, sir? 
Uh, no, good show, a good good uh, mix-up of topics and things of that nature. So, yeah, good show. Thank you. All right. Thanks for participating, sir. I always appreciate you chiming in. You're welcome. All right. Buck. Great show, as always. Uh, I liked all the uh, participation we had tonight on all the subjects. And, uh, you know, man, 500, man, golly. I mean, this is this is a, this is awesome, man. It's a nice milestone. Um, you know, humble beginnings, and, you know, the show has evolved. And the topics have been fantastic. And, I mean, it's just, it's just really, really good to be a part of it. And uh, it's just getting better and better, in my opinion. So, um Really, really enjoy it. Love doing it. Love hearing all the input. And, you know, I really think that, I think as the show is evolving, I also think that, you know, I mean, people are actually taking something away from what we are, we're talking about. And they are, and that's the cool thing, of, you know, that makes the show so unique and different from, you know, everything else that's out there. So love being a part of it. Love to, I'd love to see it go to a 1,000. All right. I appreciate it, sir. That's going to be the, the, the mission. Shouts out to Mr. Nice Guy in the chat room. All right. And let me move on to Eminem. Oh, man. Great show as always. Uh, love the topics. I know when I got on, we was talking about the, the office romance and stuff and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, with that, like I say, you know, you know, to each their own and all that. But for the most part, humans are social creatures and most people that have to work for a living tend to spend more hours at their job than damn near anywhere else so it's almost yeah. obvious that it's going to be hard not to be social in every aspect you know um you know if, if it wasn't for the workplace then you know um who knows you know yours truly Probably wouldn't be a legend, you know. I probably wouldn't know what. Never heard her talk to Q Show. Well, if I did, it probably been, you know years later. Uh, so that's an example of, you know, how people connect. So it's asinine to think that people can just go to work and, you know, you see all this chicken everywhere and you know nobody try to pluck one of, you know, if you know you're, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. So, um. But, you know, even though all the comments are, on, you know, on point, I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely great advice, but, uh, you know, it's, in a lot of ways, shit is unrealistic, though. You know, people don't think like that, you know, especially guys. You know, it's like, you know, you take a single man and, you know, you see all this ass in front of him and shit like that, man. It's, it's hard to get, get that joke of thinking straight. You know, sometimes people can focus, most times they can't. You know, they try, but then usually it's going to be something that one day you feeling lucky and, you know, something come out your mouth and somebody reciprocate and, you know, that eye contact start and then there it goes. Like, you don't win against every rule. It's kind of like when Frank Lucas wore the chinchilla into the, uh, the Ali fight and, and got seats in front of everybody. You know, some shit you just, you can't resist being the man. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of frame. But, um, you know, I, I definitely want everybody to tune in tomorrow. It's, it's, it's great hearing uh, my man Arch call back in. I was wondering, it's great hearing Mr. Solutions, you know. He's, uh, uh, he's he always is very interesting directly to the point and, you know, has a lot of good things to say, and that's what I like about the show. Uh, of course, you know, I must say, as many episodes I've been on, one of the things that uh, I have that I, that I cannot uh, 
uh, achieve is that I wish that, you know, I was just like, damn, man. I be thinking sometimes, man, I wish I could say that I was on every damn episode. But, you know, I can't remember when I finally came on. But, you know, I was like, God damn, I should have been on the first night. And, uh, <laughs> you say, came on in, in May, May of, two, no, April of 2011, I believe, is when you started calling. Yeah, and then the show started in what? It, February. February, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I hate that part because, man, I absolutely fell in love with the show, you know. These last couple of years have been great meeting all these different people, but, man, nothing compared to that first year. Now, that first year, boy, I, it, it's just like I was talking into a damn uh, Grand Cane because, you know, wasn't nobody on the damn radio. But, you know, so, you know, Q say something, <laughs> I say something. So it's just like, shit, I, man, I had the floor for fucking 40 minutes if I wanted it. But, uh, <laughs> but, we shared uh, it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, it's great to see it expand, and it was really tremendous with the versatility of the show, and then, you know, it's like the show is so strong that rarely do you have uh, frequent callers that are so poignant on everything, and then they can transition to sports and be just as poignant about something, well, well primarily football and boxing, but, you know, we still, you know, get other stuff in. Yeah, too. and I do you, want to talk some sports tonight, too. Okay, cool. So you you don't really see that kind of versatility hardly anywhere. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a legend, but, you know, hey, if you're a legend, you got to, hey, you don't get a legend. You don't become a legend for nothing, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know, True. Uh, I've never been a fan of number 23, but uh, I might have to start putting one on for this motherfucker. But, you know, hey, you know, hey, hey, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but, yeah, man, but, 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 but great show. And then, you know, uh, I like what uh, – what Buck said about, you know, people taking something from and impacted. So, you know, fellas, if you wake up one day and you look out your window and literally on every corner you see nothing but chicken out there and it's for sale and it ain't the Popeyes, hey, goddamn, 1313 the past. <laughs> what Curtis do I get for $10? <laughs> 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 All right, Eminem, I appreciate that, man. And, uh, Ray, I'll go to you. Yeah, great show, interesting topic, you know, because there's a lot of dating in the workplace, and I think a lot of people find out the hard way that it's not the best thing to do. It's yeah. exciting at first, it can be a bit adventurous, but then after a while, when the bad side starts peeking over where, like they see the rumors and the haters and, you know, all this stuff starts going on, you must deal with that. And everybody doesn't deal with it well because, you know, it may not be a relationship where you guys have great communication. It just might be fooling around and so forth. And, you know, relationships on the job are serious business. And you need the job to survive. And yeah. if you put that in jeopardy, it's hard to, you know, to recover from that. Some people end up leaving the job and going to another job and the rumors are following there you know, it can be a real big mess, so you just have to, you know. I know somebody exactly like that. Q do too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the You have to really think about, you know, is that what you want to do because it can get real bad. Or, you know, the girl might feel differently about you than you do her and, you know, 
you be moved on talking to somebody else and she might be waiting out in the parking lot with you ready to start some stuff so it can get real bad. So but the people that it does work out for the small percentage, five percent or whatever it is, more power to them. You just got lucky you found the right one. But I would advise everybody to find your women somewhere else. It's a great show. I look forward to number five hundred. All right. I appreciate it, man. And uh Crystal? Crystal, Bueller, Bueller. All right, while she plays Uh with her mute button. Are you there? Am I here? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So hilarious. Anyway, um, okay, what I was going to say. Well, first of all, you know, great show. Um, I'll come on tomorrow night on time to say congratulations for your 500th show. Um, but <laughs> regarding tonight's topics, um, dating a coworker, my advice is not to, and, um, you made it sound so fun. If you're going, yeah, if you're going to date them, the best thing, the best thing to do is not to get seriously involved with them or not to have them seriously involved with you, but you can never gauge that. And, um. So the best thing really is not to, you know, I mean, wait until you guys are not keep it on a friend tip or a nice, great coworker tip. And actually that could be good because that way you can really get to know the person, find out who they are because you do have a real barrier. It's not like the friend zone barrier. It's an actual barrier of um, where we work together. So you can really truly get to know who they are. And they may even respect you a little more for just, you know, being friends on that coworker level. And then mm-hmm. if, when you guys are not working there anymore, or as you said earlier, when you're not working in the same department or maybe you're in a different division or you're not in the same building or floor, then that may be better because you're not literally walking into them every day. I think right. when you're walking into them every day, it can be a, a can be very bad. <laughs> And that's what I had. So that was not good. You know, when it ends, it's not good. Um, And as far as the drones, I never thought about drones that are spying on me. That's kind of interesting. So there's something else to add to the paranoia sheet that I have. Um, But I never thought about that. So thank you, Q. So anyway, um, good show. And (laughs) I will check in tomorrow night for your 500th show. All right. Yeah, I have no idea how it's going to go, but, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, okay. Amanda? Great show tonight. I really enjoyed the topic about um, dating in the workplace. Like I said, I never had a serious relationship in the workplace, but it's pretty much like everybody else said. It was just so much fun, and it made going to work so exciting. And, you know, I've always been a person i kind of wanted a little extra motivation at work so um but when it when it goes bad or when the um the fun of it or the high of the the new relationship or the new um experience wears off it can be bad so i think that people just have to be aware i wouldn't say 
don't do it. But you just have to be aware that, um, you know, with those good times will come some bad times also. So, you know, you have to go in with a, a mature mindset of, of what can happen. But, you know, meeting in the stairwell and, you know, stealing a kiss here and there or whatever is uh, is always fun. So, you know, if you can if you can do it, do it. But uh, I really enjoyed the show. Glad to hear from everybody tonight. And I look forward to uh, tomorrow's show. All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. Dr. Willis, shut it down, man. Good night. Um, I enjoyed the show tonight. I want to say congratulations early. Uh, I'm going to tell my best to get get to the show tomorrow. Um, in any event, you know, just let you know I'm proud of you, man, and, and you keep doing your thing. And yeah, for the topics that. tonight, oh, yeah, for the topics tonight, um, I, I have to kind of uh, respectfully uh, go another route with it as far as what the, what all the guys are saying tonight. I really don't think that, um, you know, it's like it used to be when, when you first started having sexual harassment cases out there. I think that companies are um, um, are keen to the fact that there are some women and men that will use sexual harassment as a, um, as a, as a crutch or something to get what they want. So I think that they do their due diligence down to make sure that both sides are heard, and they have ADR processes, you know, just workplace dispute resolution processes in place. So I say if you're going to go, you know, put your job at risk, um, you know, if it is if it is just that, you know, if you're going to put your job at risk, then, you know, know your stuff. Know the rules. Know, know what the uh, regulations are. Have stuff to back you up in case it comes down to that. I was in the office of mess when I first got to Texas, and, um, you know, we didn't end, end so um, friendly or anything, but guess what? I, I am not worried to this day about her going back shouting sexual harassment or anything like that because I know my shit. And so my advice to anybody who wants to start an office romance, put your face in the books, learn, you know what I'm saying, what 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 are the steps and process to your local ADR processes, and um, go from there. Um, as far as, um, you know, the, the coworker becoming a boss, to me, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I find it very sexy when a woman is in power. Is in power. So, if she's my boss, hey, I'm all for it. She try to abuse that power. I'm gonna give her a stern look so she can call me in her office so we can shut the door. And then you know, hey, I remind her who wear the pants in the relationship. But other than that, I'm good. So there's no issues at all with uh, office romance or dating. None of that with me because I know myself and I'm very confident. And like I said, I, I don't give the power to my accuser. You know, if you're going to go in and say some stuff about me, I might ride with it or just refute it or even agree. So, other than that, I will be tuned in tomorrow to congratulate you on your 500th show, and we'll go from there. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Like I said, we're going to talk a little zone coverage. You wanted to try to defend your boy Brady this evening. but uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can defend him. <laughs> hey, hey, Q. Yeah. Uh, something I want to say real quick. I forgot to mention anything about the drones. It's it's just hard to imagine, man. That uh, what fifteen years ago now, or fourteen years ago, that something like this would even be happening. I, I was just kind of um, thinking about what Bobby had brought up, you know, earlier about how nobody should have drones but the military, and I totally agree. Because I'm just like, with the way shit is, man, it's just like, wow, you know. It's like, are we ready for that kind of shit? Like, everybody can have a drone. 
just like freely just roaming, like, you know, where one guy is just trying to, you know, just be curious or nosy, I mean, man, you don't know what, I mean, man, when, when, when people start using them and know how to get good with them, you got like, uh, and I'm not just talking about no terrorist shit, I'm talking about just like, uh, you know, uh, bad drug deals gone bad, <laughs> you're like, okay, you you talking about no snitching, it's like, what you gonna say, you say, nah, ain't nothing to snitch on, man, we just sitting here and shit, this dude just got popped out of the sky, he's like, what, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. I'm just saying, like, damn, you know, so it just... <laughs> it can change the game. Yeah, yeah, man, we we might be in a crazy, you know, you know, this... this you got to be sensitizing us to those, though, for real. I mean, it's something, it's something to keep an eye open about. No doubt. All right, well, um, I just want to say, like I said, uh, just to give you an update what's going on over the next few weeks. Tomorrow is number 500. Um, I have a... I have two podcasts that are coming out, uh, one on Thursday and one on Friday, and they're both about Sandra Bland. Um, I have two separate sessions. Um, I sat down with three ladies in the first one. Uh, Crystal was one, and I had two newbies uh, join in who will hopefully be future callers. One of them Eminem's familiar with, a young lady named Tiandra, used to work with us. Um, oh, yeah. Tay Tay. On uh, Friday, I, sat, I have a session with two ladies. Um, another newbie out of South Carolina, and the other one was a show legend, uh, Lady T, to discuss uh, the Sandra Bland incident. Um, on August 2nd, I have a Q on one with an author by the name of uh, Zabri Nicholas to talk about her book. On August 3rd, I have a podcast, a Q on one with date coach Shantae. You know, she's been on the show before. And her and okay. I had a one on one about people who don't put in efforts and relationships. And then uh, there'll be a show Tuesday, August 4th. And then on August the 5th, there's going to be a mid-season finale. I'm going to have a mid-season finale, take a couple of weeks off, recharge my battery. But uh, Miss Manhood and her crew will return on August the 5th. And we got some good topic, good relationship topics uh, for that one on August the 5th. And um, I'll take some time off, and then I'll come back with a fall premiere. And ultimately, we'll start getting to more zone coverage. Zone coverage will be every night on the back end of each show. And there's a zone coverage kickoff on September the 9th, the day before the official kickoff. So a lot going on over the next few weeks on the Talk to Q radio show. So my thanks to the show legends, callers, tweet chatters. There are a lot of people that participate on Twitter and Facebook tonight. Thanks for that. The upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher and get caught up. Everyone have a good night. For those who want zone coverage, hang on. For those who don't, Crystal, peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole circle thing off. Happy, anything moves, we knock out. Let's go. Don't play intramurals, brother. But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got an excuse tonight, Roy?
You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Be a dog. You don't need no cows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? I may want to take my phone off of mute. I may want to try to do that. And uh, you know, Mr. Nice Guy gave me a shout-out. Congratulations, guys. 500 shows. I can see why. Thank you very much. Said great show. And, uh, yeah, zone coverage, sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone, talking sports, mainly the NFL, but we're getting other things. Um, the big story right now, and I'll start with you, Dr. Willis, is there's, you know, deflate gate is still a story. Something that should have ended around February had they handled their business has now drawn out to August. You know, it's going to be August in a little bit. Um, Tom Brady is still going to have his suspension for four games upheld. So as a Patriots fan, uh, Dr. Willis, should he just take the four games, keep his mouth shut, or should he fight it? No, I mean, I think if he's, if he feels like he's truly innocent, which I think, uh, he, there may be some truth to that, uh, I will fight it. I mean, cause here's, here's the thing. His legacy is also at stake in this thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, it's not just playing four games. So to just take this punishment and just go along like a good little kid, I mean, you know, people already want to give him an asterisk beside his name because they can't stand the guy because he's a winner. So just imagine just, just saying forget it. <laughs> you know, I'm about being serious though. They people really hate Tom Brady and the Patriots because they win, and you know, and I understand that. You know, if you're a loser, loser do what loser does. But um, I, I think it's crazy because, uh, and I think the whole the whole thing hinges on him destroying his phone. I think was the story in the news now. But people don't understand. Everybody take that and run with it. They don't understand that that doesn't prove anything. That man may have been cheating on his wife. He may have been doing some illegal activity. I mean, it could have been a number of things that he did not want to come out from his phone other than some uh, deflated football bullshit. So, I mean, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that they have anything. I don't think they have anything that really stick. You know what I mean? And that whole punishment is all based on speculative uh, circumstances. Yeah, that phone could have exonerated him, though. That's the thing. If he was, if, if he exactly, was, <laughs> but guess what? Though, you know, let's say though, if I, you know, Sam, I, you know, I got my wife, but you know, uh, I got some groupies on the road and shit, and that shit is in my text because it don't matter man, if you delete it. You never truly delete anything. Man, so he may I would take the four games in a heartbeat. <laughs> if that's the case. Well, I mean, but yeah, that 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 could be a um, scenario. But at the same time, if if they are, if the whole your whole punishment is based on speculation anyway. He ain't got nothing to lose. Well, you know, Roger Goodell don't care nothing about suspending folks over speculation. Ray, what do you think, man? Did Brady destroy that phone because he knew it had some some evidence on it that's going to get him in trouble? 
Yeah, he stole that move from Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> and they don't like you to bring that up. But, you know, that's the exact same thing Aaron Hernandez did. And only a fool, I don't care how much money you got, only a fool would destroy their phone. Get rid of it, take out the SIM card, perhaps. But to destroy it, you have something to hide. I just think that Brady is really digging himself into a hole. And when that hole gets so deep where he can't climb out, I just hope a whole bunch of water come pouring down his head and drown him. Because it's just, it's just terrible. Damn. I watch the NFL Network, and, you know, whether you're a Patriots fan or you're a Brady fan or whatever the case is, to see a man constantly lie over and over and over and to say just because you can't actually prove that this is what I've done, I'm going to lie to the end. I'm going to tell you all what's going to happen to him. He's going to back himself in that hose, and somebody's going to come forward with a truckload of water. And they're going to produce the evidence that Brady knew exactly what happened and knew exactly what he did and ordered somebody to do it. Then he's going to be crying the blues, saying, listen, I made a mistake, and now I feel like, you know, truth is the best policy, and I don't know what I was thinking. I should have been honest in the first place. And to me, it would just be too late. You know, I would never take somebody out of the Hall of Fame that played well on the field. But I would definitely put a smear mark against his name because, you know, I don't think that you should constantly lie about something that's practically already been proven. And to go back to the Hernandez thing again, Everything he got convicted on was circumstantial evidence, which was so close to being fact that it, it almost was fact, but it was all circumstantial. This is the same deal against Brady. He could say, well, you don't have the text messages. Hell, anybody can do that, but it makes no sense for you to do that. Oh, Hernandez, he got witnesses against him, though. Ain't nobody came forth and said Brady told them to do anything. There's nothing point to Brady doing anything. All they got is that he should have known. And to me, I'm telling you right now, if you're a lawyer that's worth your medal, you, you'll eat that case. I mean, like I said, the NFL can do what they want because it's NFL, but when he takes it to court, right he may do it over there. They're starving right now. And they're going to go against the NFL, or they're going to get their head cracked. The NFL and who else was that one against the NFL? They can they they can win. He can win. It's not it's not unfathomable because I'm telling you right now the guy. I'm asking you something. Do you believe that Tom Brady telling the truth? I'm gonna tell you something. I believe he's hiding something, but I I, I doubt if it has anything to do with deflating football. To be honest with you, he hides okay. something. Then why would he why would he destroy his own cell phone? That's what I'm telling you. He hiding something, but guess what? Like I said, that could be he could be cheating on his wife. I mean, all, all that shit could come out will come out in the in the media. But all, all that, that stuff. Shit you, and you say he was a fool for destroying his phone, but actually, if he got something to hide, that's pretty damn smart. Because guess what? You can take out a SIM card all day long if you want to. You that, your phone will contain still contain information, and I know this. Yeah, they can still get it off that phone. 
unless it's something illegal in there, they not in there. I think I think it's either something he's cheating on his wife, just maybe something illegal, maybe some gay shit. You don't know what's on it. It could be anything on it, but I doubt it. I doubt it if it's freaking deadly. To me, that's that's more reason to take the suspension and, and, and just saying. let it go. If it's something outside of football, take the suspension and let it go because, see, what I think may end up happening is that it's going to come out, uh, first of all, that Belichick knew about it. And if that comes out, then he's getting it a year. I mean, ain't no doubt about that. He's going to get Sean Payton treated. So you run that risk. They've already, the team is already a hit with the draft picks they lost and all that stuff. So my thing is, at this point, I would just say, just to save face, because I know he wants to prove his innocence, but just to save face, I say, you know what? I'm going to let this go because I don't want to be a distraction to the team. I'll come back in October and do my thing. That's how I would spend it. I don't want to be a distraction to the team. And just get it over with because if this draws out, like say, for example, he tries to file some type of injunction so that he can play come week one. If they decide come week 10, um, okay, it's week 10. Now we found out that you did do it. We're going to suspend you for four games. Now you're out in the crucial part of the season. Or if it happens later, it could be the playoffs. So my thing is, eat it now. If you start off two and two, nobody's going to care because you're Tom Brady and you, you're in the NFC, the AFC East where you've dominated for so many years. I think he should just take it, take the medicine and go on. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? I understand well, that, and I, it probably will be the smart thing to do. But you know, when you got your reputation, when you got your, you know, what I'm saying your um. You know, you got you on the line. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say just take it. You know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. you know, I think he got a good case. I think if he stick with it, he'll probably he'll he'll probably he got a good chance of getting an overturned. Because what you don't understand is that the court don't base anything off of emotions like we do. You know what I mean? They look at facts. They look at what's presented. All right, and now all that speculative shit that they did to, uh, to punish them that won't fly in the court of law. So he, he got a good chance of getting his shit overturned. Now they will. He's gonna get scrutinized about destroying that phone. That's gonna happen. Yeah. But if 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 it had nothing to do with footballs and if it wasn't too damn serious or illegal or whatever, then I guess you feel like, hey, uh, I can go forward with it. Let's do it. I don't know. Uh, you, you know, you spoke very eloquent. You spoke very eloquently about it. But the bottom line of it is this: you know, me being, you know, I, I'm looking at it like this. The Patriots have a history of cheating, and I'm not saying that because I'm a hater of the Patriots. You know, they just, you know, they're going to do it until they get caught. And, you know, bottom line of it is, when you have a history of doing this, he had an asterisk beside his name before this happened. Mm-hmm. What was the history? Though? They, they had Spygate. What was the history? Spygate? Yeah, I, mean, I, give you I, give, I give you Spygate. Spygate. But Spygate. I mean, this is this is like the, this is like the third thing that's happened. So, well, okay, you know, Peter, what is that history? <laughs> you called it out. Spygate, I mean, but guess what? I mean, this, you got, this, this had a spygate of their own, also. That yeah, shit didn't happen. I mean, I mean, when and, and I'm, I'm quite sure all teams cheat to a, to a certain yeah, degree. I mean, let's let's be let's be real, right. real about it. He, he, he used to do. Yeah, you know, let's be real about it. However. The other teams haven't get, gotten caught yet, and the Patriots seem like you know this is you know they're the ones that keep getting caught. So bottom line of it is, when Bob Kraft said we're gonna go ahead and take you know we're gonna go ahead and pay the million dollars and and, and take the draft pick hits and things of that nature, you know, to me that's admitting the guilt right there. 
they trying to keep something under wraps. We already know that the you know Roger Goodell and his sorry ass. You know he kind of likes the Patriots. He's patting them on the back and all that kind of shit. He's always at their damn games and all that. Bottom line is this: it don't need to go. No, it does not need to go any further than it already has because the craft is the damage. Hey, and I, I mean, to me personally, I don't have anything against Tom Brady. I think he's a great competitor and things of that nature. However, there is something wrong with this, and we are. I mean, it don't take rocket scientists to figure right. this out. So yeah, you know what? Though? I mean, I would, I would even go as far as say that you guys are right. If they would have played the whole damn game with deflated balls, but that's the referee's job, first of all, right? The referees didn't take the damn ball. They, then they took they took them out the halftime, and the Patriots came out and whooped them worse than they did the first half. So I don't even understand why this is an issue in the first place. To be honest with you, you know I got to well, say I mean, the whole. I, I guess it's an issue because they don't know how long they've been doing it. Because I mean, when a when a, when a team goes the entire season and they only fumble once, that's something to be said for that. But as far as like Patriots Patriots scandals, I mean, you have the Flake Gate, you have. Um, the controversy, which actually was not illegal, but it was kind of like um, an unwritten rule thing, that game against Baltimore, right. where they were being... So how does that count, though? <laughs> I mean, how does that count, though? I mean, it, it, it wasn't... It I'm just naming what, 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 they, what people right. uh, speculate on, because at the time, that wasn't legal. The formation is now illegal because of what happened, but they didn't give, like, the uh, Ravens enough time to establish which players were eligible and which ones were ineligible. Um, then you have Spygate, of course, and then you have the Snowplow game, which really doesn't involve Belichick. That was way back in the day, so I don't even know if Bob Kraft was the owner of that or not. Uh, hey, but but this is what I want to say, fellas. It, it's like now the, the, the stuff with the ball itself really is not that big of a deal if you're looking at that actual game. But the thing is, it's just that question mark of how long that been going on. That's the real issue. Uh, that's what I'm saying yeah. to you, though. Right, right. But see, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what the the destroying the phone is about. You know, I mean, he to me, if it was just that, that was a good point Bobby made about he might have some groupers. But to me, if that was the case, he'd have heard him took them four games and say, okay, cool, no problem. You know, I don't want this to go out. But hold on, though. Hold on, though. Here's the thing. The reason why he uh, that, see that's that's the common person's uh, uh, thought on thought process. But I wasn't finished though. But thing about it, it's just like with Bill Cosby, though. It's just like with Bill Cosby. See, Goodell done made the Patriots organization and Tom Brady the the poster children or child of. This is what represents us. This is the standard. This is this is who you want to be. You know, all these Michael Vick, you know, uh, Cam Newton, you know, Chad Johnson, Brandon Miles, we don't want y'all to be like this. We want you to be like Tom Brady. And he doesn't embarrass. It's just like it's just like if people keep defending you, but it's just like, damn, man, this dude, it's getting harder and harder to defend him. You know, it's like that image is crumbling, and and it's causing infighting. And it's funny to me because Goodell got what he deserved, he he dropped that hammer too hard, too quick on Big Pac Man Jones and countless others for for the slightest right. thing. So now this is blowing up in his face and it's almost like somebody said, Okay, well now now that it's now that this is your 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 unofficial guy, son, now what you gonna do? You know, what what you gonna do now, Goodell? So that that's what's happening. 
right. Well, first of all, like this, I, if I know I got something in my phone, right, and if I destroy that phone, there's no way you can get to it. That those things that I'm hiding is so, totally separate from this football thing. So I, I, I can risk going to court and have you screw down me over the football thing because you ain't gonna find nothing on the football thing. You probably ain't gonna find nothing at all because I destroyed the phone. So, so yeah, anybody who's saying, well, I would take this and and go with that, you, you don't understand the law. You don't have good lawyers telling you, hey, look, you got a chance at this. See, I understand the law and I understand what he's doing. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not even saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I understand, it. and I think it's actually but a good that, call. That's why I brought up Bill Cosby. That's why I brought up Bill Cosby. The damage yeah. already done. Nobody can prove he did anything. But the thing is, what I'm telling, what I'm trying to say, Bobby, is that 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 golden standard Tom Brady image is gone. You know now. Yeah, it is. He 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 won't be convicted of anything. He might even beat this, but but what what the average non-patriot thought of Tom Brady, as far as his image off the football field. Just as a person, his character, all this stuff. That image he had uh, years ago is gone. That's over, and it's messed up because at the at the at the twilight of his football years, he just erased all that up to now. You know, he he might beat this with fine colors, but the damage already done. Right. Well, that's well, the point. That's the point I care about. I don't, I don't care about his image and none of the other stuff. All I care about is performance on the field. And people trying to say, okay, yeah. we're going to put an image person by that. If you're a millionaire, your image means a lot. That's endorsements and everything. You still, you still get those. He already done made his money, but I'm just saying, you know. He'll, he'll continue to get those. Because, like I said, why, because. Yeah, why he's, he's, he's married to Giselle, so, I mean, that right there is going to make him win in, in, in a lot of cases anyway, because he got the supermodel. But. I think his image, yeah, his image is done, but he can still be the bad boy Tom Brady. He just went from golden boy to bad boy, you know, mm -hmm. and um, people are still going to pull for him. He's still going to be in the Hall of he Fame. Gets, yeah, he's yeah, ready to get on that Pete Rose level to where he's constantly lying and lying and lying and lying and lying and lying and lying. I mean, he, 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 he got Lance Armstrong beat right now. You know, he just... Going in saying I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Somebody's gonna produce some evidence, right? That he was involved. I was gonna say because if the guy that that actually takes care of the ball, that ball boy, if he comes up dead, they're gonna have him beside Aaron Hernandez. If he come up dead, if he come up, believe that. If if he if he if he win the lottery without a lottery ticket. Then one way or the other, something wrong. Either he did or win, or get that lottery money. But it's just, it's just like that Bill Cosby. It's like that Bill Cosby scenario you brought up, Eminem. It's like this: when everybody heard about Bill Cosby giving them quaaludes and stuff like that, everybody automatically jumped off his bandwagon and talking about, oh, he did it. He he jacked up, da da da. But what people? Uh -huh. No, I hold on, hold on. I don't know. You might have, but I'm saying a lot of folks jump off that bandwagon, right? Because they see information on the surface. They don't understand. It's just like if I if I or if I buy a case of beer and I get some weed and I call you know different women over at different times and stuff. Say, hey, you know, come over and you know drink and uh, let's let's get blowed. And all of a sudden, right, they come over and they do it, right? And then years later, I come up on some money, and then one woman finds out. Okay, well, she found out I got this money. She wants to scheme on me. She said, oh. 
he gave me beer and weed. He got me. He got me uh, screwed up and he he raped me. Right, but Bobby, that, but but that's factual stuff. But you're missing the point. You can do that. I can do that. But but if you was if if you was the if you was sometimes if you was T D Jakes, you can't do it. I'm just saying Bill Cosby was revered so high to the point where he was like on the level of a of a of a of uh, almost a moral leader. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, he was on the Mount Rushmore of black people. Yeah, exactly. Right, but this time we have So that scenario... Does that mean that we get the trust No, 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 What I'm saying, that scenario you, that scenario you gave was basically right. a legal thing. What I'm saying is the same thing. But in Tom Brady's case, just like in Bill Cosby's case, Mm-hmm. Is the image was so high that that's been destroyed. It don't matter what the legal system does. I mean, you know, like just like Bill yeah, Cosby ain't going to jail. Tom Brady might he might not lose a, a a dime, or he might not have to wait one game. But what I'm saying though, the the public all around opinion of having him on that mm-hmm. standard of this is what a quarterback should be, just the image, you know, just with right. Everything. That but that, that's, that's the least that's the least important of all those things that we're talking about. His games, you know, the championships, all these things that people want to put an asterisk behind and all that or whatever. That's that's what matters. Who cares about his image and he was otherwise? He may care about it, but guess what? The average fan don't care about all that. We just want to make sure the games for New England stay intact. You know, there anybody trying to, you know, take that and you know, I mean, that's all we care about. So if he if he gets marred or scarred up in, uh in, in, out of this as far as his image is concerned, okay, okay, who cares? But it's the games, it's the championships. Right, well, um, you you <laughs> might not care, but Roger Goodell care. That's why he's so mad because he's embarrassed. Right. He put the yeah, right. Stuff like that. Right. None of none of that. None of that has a bearing. I mean, we were like the fan, like I'm saying, the fans are the only thing we care about are the games. Yeah, and but trophies. just like just like Bill Cosby, he's still rich, but to many, not all black Americans, but to many black Americans, everybody feel let down because like, damn, this the guy everybody was bragging about. If nothing else, the dude had multiple uh, women on his wife, and they, I mean, when you, you know, like I'm just saying, it, it's just like that image is shattered. You know, yeah, he he gonna be rich. He gonna be rich to the day he die. Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not defending his image. He, his image, I, I can care less about that. I'm worried about, you know, my team's, the, the trophies, the games, all that. And you know what I'm saying? I don't, think, I, don't think he should, I don't think he should lose games and all this other stuff. Now, as far as his He shouldn't lose games, but based on what Goodell did to and Pac-Man Jones, he ain't got no choice. He got to make something happen. But so foolish, ain't no telling what he'd do. That, that, but see that that is a that is that is one of the worst attitudes to have about it. He's saying punish man just because and he, we have nothing that nothing that freaking okay. this okay. man did that. With, with racial tension being as high as it is, if Goodell let this white boy get away with this, did he know it's gonna be too much heat on him? He got to make okay. so, so let's 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 talk about race then. How about with Jerry Rice? Yeah, so if if, if we right. we. Yeah, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice went on TV trying to talk about Tom Brady and admitting to using stickum. This guy admitted it. So I mean, so yeah, should we should we put answers beside every single game and championship that he's played in? Well, you know what though, in all honesty, I don't feel like <laughs> that. This is how I look at the Tom Brady situation or whatever. To me, it wouldn't have been a big deal had he just copped to it and said, "Yeah, whatever." We would have thought it was that one game. 
or whatever. But, I mean, when right. you look at it and wonder how many times it's happened, like if Jerry Rice used Stickham uh, legally his whole career, that would taint his legacy. <laughs> he would on TV and say that. <laughs> that would absolutely, I mean, I'm just saying, that that absolutely taints his, his legacy if he's done it his, I, I, I know he admitted to it, I don't know if he said he did his whole career, but that should make yeah. a difference. That shit. Yeah, you every game. Just like, and see, I think that you know, in the grand scheme of things, just like baseball, people cheat in baseball all the time. It's not that big of a deal because you get caught, you deal with it. The pitchers do things, but it's like when you constantly try to cover it up, I think you make it. I think you make it worse, right? No, if yes, you come if out you and get say, caught, yeah, I did. And what? The key phrase is if you get caught. He didn't get caught. He's they're speculating that he did. He should have known. That's the operative word here, the operative phrase here. So but if I'm he had gotten in the, in the court of public opinion, in, in, 2015, in the court of public opinion, you're you're guilty until proven innocent. So right, well, nobody. I mean, uh, I don't think any of the two fans care about public opinion, but you know, we're I talking mean, about fans, actually. Yeah, two fans don't care. I mean, they're going to believe what they want to believe, but I mean, majority of people aren't true fans. And so that's when you're talking about a situation where there's going to be speculation about other things. And it brings up so much stuff that I just feel like it's come out better just saying, you know what, just take the suspension and just say that I don't want to be a distraction before something else comes up. Because the Patriots can't afford to have anything else come up. They yeah, can't but Q, somebody accused you of something all the time, are you just going to cop to it after a certain amount of time? I mean, you already yeah, you know. achieved it. Like Bill Cosby right now, if if woman number fifty one came out and said Bill raped me, and Bill knew he didn't rape that woman, you, I mean, why say, man, skip that? I I know I didn't rape her. I, I mean, you don't say anything. You just let it go. People already call you a rapist. Go on about hey. your business. Sometimes you gotta realize when you've lost the when you've lost the battle and keep from losing the war. So yeah, I understand, I understand and he's he's fighting it like somebody who really didn't do anything. But it could, even if he finds out, even if they find out that he's innocent, what if it comes out that Belichick did it? Now it's a whole bigger problem. He may not know that. He may not know that Belichick did it. There's a reason why Belichick ain't said nothing. He might want to stay out the whole thing because he, he don't want to get subpoenaed. If Belichick is guilty or something, then he should he should face the fire. Just like if Tom Brady is actually guilty, and it, and it, it comes out and they find him actually guilty, guess what? I will not be defending Tom Brady after that that point. But to sit up there and go after the man after a hunch, to me, I mean, I would defend anybody. It don't even have to be Tom Brady. It could be somebody on another team. It could be Tony Romo. If they're going after Tony Romo on a hunch. I was I would be defending Tony Romo just as I just as much as I am defending Tom Brady right now. From a from a legal perspective, from an unbiased perspective, I'm with you 100. percent Until I, I believe that people are, are are innocent until proven guilty. Now it doesn't look good, but I, I would give them the benefit of the doubt until something's actually proven. You know. However, we know that everybody ain't like that. We know that everybody ain't like that. Say what? You know what I mean? I said that's been proven. If somebody say, oh, I, I need some information from you or whatever the case may be, and I turn around and I throw my car keys or whatever over the bridge or whatever the case is, you know, you just be adjusting. You, you can say, you know, this 
this is what I normally do. You did it on the day the man wants to see the phone. Now, you could say, yeah, he might have had some <laughs> stuff in there that he don't want the world to know about or whatever the case is and all this and that. But if that's the case, be glad that they didn't find out about the gay rumors or whatever they were and say, listen, I take the four games and I shut up. He don't want to do that. He's fighting tooth and nail just like Lance Armstrong did. And I worked my ass off to do this now. And Lance talked that same shit. Boy, they bust him now. He's so quiet now. We ain't heard nothing from him in years. Well, like I said, if, if they find him on him, if they find it, guess what? Man, he deserved whatever he did. But until then, who can find a man over a all, all I can say is, is, is a lot of your brothers didn't get that shake. Right. So why should Tom Brady get that shit? Yeah, right. Yeah, so, okay, so now, now I'm understanding, though. So the real reason is because black dudes were getting punished, so we should punish him. No, I understand no, no, that. No, no, no. I'm, 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 saying, I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying let's be consistent. If you want to be consistent, like when you turn around and, and, and reversing decisions on Ray Rice and, and on Adrian Peterson and guys like that, these right. guys were already held out for a game or two. Then you turn around and hearing in a quarter. Ray Rice was caught on camera hitting his wife. Right, and Adrian Peterson 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 let me ask you something, Mr. Williams. He and the girl. He and his girl. If a woman is sweet like she was getting off that elevator, what more do you need to see? She's sweet, brother. That's the point. What I'm saying is he hit the woman. We're talking about Ray Rice. I'm not talking about what what she did to cause that or nothing. I'm saying the reason why he got to see it because they saw a film of him hitting the woman. How can you dispute that? No, Where's the evidence that Tom Brady did that on the phone? The man said, I hit my wife. He had her sleep on the elevator. Before they showed the video of him actually hitting her, how did the woman go to sleep? The man said he hit her. She sleep. Everybody acting like, oh, he actually saw the punch that changed everything. Well, he, he, he could have fought that angle. <laughs> man, I mean, he, he, but listen, if he's gonna take it, that's on him. Listen, and, and he did fight it in court, and he got his sentence overturned. No, yeah. but he went to court. That's what I'm saying. He went to court, right. and that's what Brady's gonna do. So I mean, no, what's the difference? No, no, no. no, 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 no because the judge found Ray Rice and his fiance at the time guilty and threw it out. Goodell that's went right, and 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 and, and changed. Way to win, he changed it. And see, that's what, that's what, that, and then even with the Vic situation, before any information came out, he personally went all the way down to the Falcons uh, practice training camp and, and pulled Vic right then. You know, I'm just saying, then. Right. So y'all want him to perpetrate that same type okay. of mistake over and over instead of fixing it. But what, 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 what's Pac-Man Jones' offense then? You know, a strip club is a legal place. You know, right, but but listen, but, but listen, what your right, argument is? Right, Says no, he no, did no, to them, he needed to do to him. But okay, that but don't say, I'm, say I'm on your board of directors or whatever. You know damn well, a Goodell's advisors are telling him, "Hey man, if you let this ride, this is gonna blow up so bad because based on your other decisions, you're gonna have people race baiting and everything else. You better just 
uh, do something to Brady and make this go away because otherwise, man, this this gonna be bad. And I got another one for you. Greg Hardy was not convicted, or he the witness did not testify, and it was right, thrown out of court. Why is yeah. the man still suspended? Why did he fight? Because Roger Goodell, he did fight just to get four games. He did fight. Right, Roger Goodell, right. So he got four games. So guess what? I mean, Brady gonna do the same thing. If if it's thick, then he's gonna take him to court. I mean, I don't I don't see anything wrong with any of that. Other than the the problem is Goodell and not the players. That may be true. So, so to sit there and to sit there and, and try to argue, you know, suspending a guy that there's no proof that he's done anything. That is that is just uh, uh, flawed. If Goodell could go back in time, I'm just saying, it's my own opinion. If Goodell mm-hmm. could go back in time, beginning with the Michael Vick situation, because he was fresh in, he was ready to just make some points and, and embarrass some people. And if he would have just said the NFL is not going to take a stance on Michael until all the facts come out and this is handled in a court of law if it's something legal. Dog fighting is not even illegal in most places. You know, right. even, after, even after Clinton Portis, you know, who was actually born in Laurel or whatever, you know, and, and that's South Mississippi where I'm from. I'm not from Laurel, but South people are always fighting dogs and stuff. Nobody don't care. Peter ain't been down in Mississippi at all. And the shit study go on. They fighting roosters and everything, anytime. So, <laughs> they do that shit in uh, South Carolina, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right, 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 right. <laughs> you got people right and roosters. But uh, the point mm-hmm. is, Roger Goodell could have, he could have handled it for, uh the situation much better instead of worrying about uh, the tabloids or all these super right. animal love for that. All he had to say but was that an indictment against Brady, We're not going to suspend Michael until something legal comes. Just like on our jobs, you know, how you feel if, if you your boss firing you off a rumor. It's just like, if, 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 I don't care if you shot somebody, you can go back to work next day. So until you leave right, but, in jail. But Eminem, can you understand what I'm saying? Y'all logic is, Goodell's a screwed up, so take it out on break. That's your logic right now. That's what y'all are arguing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a flawed logic. <laughs> no, that ain't no flawed logic. It's like, nah, 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 nah. That, that is a flawed, uh, that's a flawed, uh, flawed logic. No, based no, on Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. We all been students in school, and you know darn well if your teacher gave uh, uh, detention to everybody in front of you for for certain things that were little or nothing. And, no, I mean, it happened to you for a little or nothing. You know darn well you're going to react different if she's letting everybody else get away with it. So, yeah, it might be over the top. I agree if you're looking for for what it is. But based off of how Goodell's handling it, you got to punish Brady. And the Patriots okay. organization, you got to punish them too. But that is a flawed logic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like this is like our court system doing right now with black people. Seeing these three black guys here because they were close enough. They look they looked apart. I mean that that's crazy. Let's let's do I mean, something about the system instead of the three guys that they send in the jail for Right. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't make it right, but unfortunately, that's the reality that we live in. Um, and you know, stereotypes. Right. Right. Michael Vick lost a hundred million dollars dealing with Goodell. 
He, he yes, lost everything that, before that, any facts came out. Anything came but out. But that's not get the indictment against any other person that they don't have any proof of against. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that that's a no, good deal problem. Pac-Man Jones was guilty of being, a, uh, being ignorant and hanging with too many homies and not separating right. himself, but he did nothing yeah. illegal. Not just Brady, but everybody else that haven't been proven. No, no, no. See, they, they already cheated with, with but, the cut rule with Brady. But look at the team here, around. though. Look at the team here, though. This is the theme with all the people that you've mentioned, from <clears throat> from Greg Hardy to to Michael Vick to Patman Jones to Tom Brady. The theme is because Goodell is the problem. All of those people either try to hide or lie or make more trouble out of whatever the situation was than a Dante Starworth. Dante Starworth drove drunk, killed somebody, said he did it. He was playing the next year. Yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, when yeah, you, yeah, that was, when that you was... tell the truth, Goodell will let you slide. But when you give Goodell a hard time, he takes it personally, man. That's why he shouldn't be right. over all this stuff. Right, and, and, that's not, and that's what I'm saying. He is the problem. So when we say, oh, you know, Goodell get a pass, uh, you should go after him and you should go after him. We're, we're just empowering him to keep doing the same bullshit. So, that don't make sense. But until he leaves office, he has to keep doing everybody else the way he done did everybody else. No, that is, that is flawed, man. That is a flawed logic. That is not, that is not cool. He just got to keep just throwing motherfuckers in the bus until he leaves office, right? That is flawed as hell. <laughs> no, nah, nah, don't don't start don't start trying to straighten up use logic when you get that when it's Tom Brady turn. That's all I'm saying. You don't end up ruining everybody else. I mean, you know what? I mean, I, I know I may sound biased, but I'm telling you right now, I mean, if you it would have right. been a black black if dude, if it would have been somebody, if if you want a Patriot fan, you'd be like, man, the hell with that. He don't sit up here and miss everybody else. No. Um, yeah, obviously you don't know me then, man. Because I'm saying, I, I mean, I'm all about right. I mean, I could care less about. All that other shit. I, I mean, you know, it's all about hey, what it, what it is to me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I mean, like I said, it just so happened to be uh, a team that I I like and one of my um, players on the team that I like. But if it was like I said, it could have been Tony Romo. It could have been freaking Jerry Rice or somebody. You know what I mean? If if they, if there was no proof, and before Jerry Rice would have came out and ran his damn mouth, if there was no proof of it. Then I would be saying the same exact thing in defense of Jerry Wright. Man, if it could keep if it could keep Tony Romo from throwing interceptions, I let all the air out the bar. <laughs> but you know what though? Let's talk about that though too. And it's also every every single quarterback has said this. Even even the great Joe Montana said this that quarterbacks either like them overinflated or underinflated. But it's just a feel thing. It ain't got nothing to do with anything else but just the feel. So okay, these I mean. How are you going to say anything about Tom Brady without saying something about them? Just because they're not in the spotlight right now? Just because they're not getting... Uh, the thing is, you lying. That's, that's what we're talking about. If he went lying about it, say, listen, man, you know, this is how I like my balls. So he lying didn't really, tell, didn't really tell me that I couldn't do it. Okay, well, y'all making a big deal out of it. We're going to come back next year, and we're going to win again, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. But that was though you never... Yeah, he ain't knowledge. You never talk to these ball boys and that lying ass, cheating ass class who want to disown uh, Aaron Hernandez and he in the same suit with Hernandez. When you had women there saying he was there, 
<laughs> at the scene of the crime. So I mean that that's totally two different circumstances. Two two different circumstances. Just because he destroyed his phone, nope. that wasn't the thing that got him. That was other things nope. that got Aaron Hernandez. But, but 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 why fire why fire the ball boys in the first place? If you if you buy a crap, they didn't do that long. That was the organization. Nobody ain't got nothing to do with that. Uh, like you said, crab may be built. Oh, they got nothing to do with it. That's why I think something else may come out. But, yeah. all right, this is a report that comes at, that, that came out um, a few hours ago from Mike Florio. He said that before Roger Goodell upheld Tom Brady's suspension, he told Brady that he would cut the suspension in half to two games if he admitted, if he admitted that he had knowledge um, and if he admitted that he failed to cooperate with the investigation and if he apologized. So, I mean, it's something to be said if he turned down a two-game suspension. Like I said, even if, Brady, even if Brady did not do it, I still think that you run the risk of hurting your team. That's all I'm saying. I think, some, I mean, this is where you're going to find out he's he's, a, he's he's taking pay cuts and everything to show he's the team player. I think he right. would have taken that two games if he was offered it. I think I would have jumped all over that game. He's smart for doing exactly what he's doing because, I mean, come on now. I mean, if you know, you're talking about a whole career, a whole legacy versus a season for a team if if it does affect them that bad. For one thing, Bill Belichick got that team so well, or I don't think there will be any outside distractions to that team. Hell, Aaron Hernandez just got freaking sent to prison, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I mean, come on. The that, only, the only yeah. thing, though, Bobby, like I said, well, if, they with already, the if, they, if, if they didn't already have the reputation for being cheaters, I would say, you know, if this was the first time anything happened, if this is the first time anybody said anything about Tom Brady or the Patriots, I would say fight it tooth and nail. But people already think you cheat. Even if you did, people are, well, they proved Spygate, didn't they? I don't know. People already think that you cheat. So why does it matter? Right. You're going to be a cheater. Well, I mean, even, even if Tom Brady gets off, people still going to call him a cheater. But listen to what we've been saying all night, Q. Every team cheats. So guess what? We speculate that about every team. What does that matter? I mean, does that that's not going to affect anything. But when you get when you sit up there and say, oh, I'm guilty of cheating, now that's a whole different story. What people because speculate and what they do. If he would have said he was guilty back in February, he wouldn't even got suspended. But why would he say he's guilty if he don't feel like he's guilty? That's what I'm asking y'all. <laughs> I don't get that. It's just for the sake of saying I'm guilty. So, I mean, of course he didn't know the implications back then, so, yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, now that he had a chance to, to take two games, and, again, I mean, we'll see in the end. If, if something big comes out of it and it ends up just really, you know, causing the um, Bill Belichick to be suspended or Bob Kraft to lose some type of privileges or something like that, and people are going to wish that he had taken the two games. Now, he may be clear, but he's still going to be called right. a cheater and a team we messed up. Hey, we, we, don't, we don't believe in going to court anyway because, like they say, it's different. Once it goes federal, you lie to the government, they're going to put your ass in jail. Yeah, yeah. And right. in, the, in the NFL, no something. If they're not looking at being they know something. But when I say that, though, if he's lying, then he deserves that. So, I mean, I think actually, hell, it'll be, it'll be freaking karma playing itself out. If he go if he go to court and he's lying, and his ass go to jail, he deserves that. Whereas if he ain't, if he, if he is lying and he don't go to court and he just, he would have taken the suspension, then guess what? How does that change anything if he's still a cheater and he's out there on the field? 
Now we at least we will find out. All I want to see him do, all I want to see him do is put him in jail like he did Michael Vick. Yeah, right, exactly. Like it did, like it did Michael Vick. Yeah, because Michael Vick. I had in the NFL, and they put him in jail. Oh, right. Nobody didn't care about yeah, the that, 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 that is a flawed right, logic I'm, to, I'm, I'm, <laughs> to, I'm, I'm, to go to jail. Them. <laughs> and we spent an hour talking about what I have in any, to. Bobby yeah, in any event, I'll let Buck have the last word on this. In any event, you know, regardless to, you know, I mean, we, everybody has some decent points on this thing, but the bottom line of it is his legacy is pretty much done anyway. I mean, the actress there, whether you want it there or not, whether you're a fan of his or whether you're fa- not a fan of his, it's already done. So at this point, you know, to get on with the NFL season, let's go ahead and see what happens. I wouldn't fight it any more than what he's already done. I mean, he's already done enough to kind of almost implicate him. But, you know, bottom line of it is let's just play football. And, you know, that's that's the bottom line. And, you know, if he goes to court with it and he gets his ass caught, then, you know, you know he's going to be in jail. And then, you know, they may strip him like they strip Hulk Hogan. So, just let the shit go. And let's play some football. Hey, I tired of tired to do it. It's script Mike Tyson. You know, it's script Michael Vick. It's script Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, they they raped Michael Vick. Yep. All right. Well, um, let's see. Le'Veon Bell got his band cut to two games. Uh, So that saves a little bit for him, and that helps the Steelers out. Um, Pro Bowl safety Eric Berry has been cleared of lymphoma and will be at training camp, man. So I was glad to see that, man, because uh, awesome, you know, anytime man. somebody really deals awesome, with something man. that deal with cancer, man, that's something else. Yeah, and, that's yeah, um, yeah. real good. And um, the uh, girl, I can't think of her name, um, the Bengals player, what, Le- her, her, her name is Leah. Leah. Her, her name is Leah. Uh, uh, Leah Steele. Steele, Devin Steele's okay. daughter. Yeah. She remains yeah. uh, cancer-free according to her latest test, so hopefully that remains to be the case, man. Uh, you know, yeah, glad to see that. Especially so, so uh, young like that. You, you hate the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals so, got a, a female yeah. linebacker coach. Uh, you you going to let me drive my show, man? Aww. You, you jumping out <laughs> in front of me? Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I will <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Jeremy Mincy um, didn't report to Cowboys camp. He wants a new deal. And I didn't know the Cowboys had almost $18 million under the cap um, with all the deals they've reworked. So they have the money to re-sign him. He led the team in sacks last that's year. So, that's so funny. That's crazy. Math, that's so funny. Well, you know how Jerry Jones normally does it. It's like it'll be $18 million under here, $35 million like over next year. Man, that's like somebody yeah. putting a hundred minutes, a hundred dollar hour in your check there. You have some funny math here. <laughs> now, they ain't had no money to pay Dez. They say, well, we can't pay both Dez, and we can't pay DeMarco. And we no, they didn't want to. It, it wasn't that they, they couldn't. They didn't want to. Because the one thing man, that I'll give man. Jerry Jones credit for, as far as the contracts that he's done, over the last three seasons, as opposed to back in the um, the early 2000s, is that, I mean, he's making some sensible deals that actually front load and then actually end where he can actually cut people or they can walk away without a lot of money. I mean, because the last crazy contract he really signed was Miles Austin. You know, he paid for Miles Austin. 
But when you look at uh, Ralph's still getting paid, ain't he? I wouldn't be surprised. But you think about how DeMarcus Ware wasn't that much of a hit. He let DeMarcus Ware go, and he could obviously still play um, everything. He let DeMarco Murray go because he could have paid him the money he wanted, but he didn't want to come off that extra money. I mean, I think he's made some fiscally responsible decisions, and that's why they're they're under the cap at the situation because they haven't been giving people the money that they normally give them. And once he figures out a way to get rid of Brandon Carr, he's going to be gone. Yeah, that's what you said. Oh, yeah. They're going to either have to get rid of Brandon Carr or they're going to have to do this. Because Kendrick, they're not going to be able to pay him what he's asking for if he wants an increase and this, this, and this. I mean, Cowboys, when the free agency thing started, they were scraps of cash. Now they're making deals all over the place. $70 million for this. Kendrick got a little bit more money. He brought in Greg Hardy. Uh, yes. You know. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know. Look, at the, look at the guaranteed money, though. The guaranteed money is what makes the difference. Um, yeah. You know, they added they added a year to Orlando Scandrick's contract that he already had. You know, he's only going to make $4 million this year, and his base salary was up to $5 million. Um, so, I, I mean, they're giving them well, money, but as far as the guarantees and how they're doing it, I think well, he's doing a pretty good job. Guaranteed $45. So, so, I mean, he got his money. Thing, don't worry, they may sign Russell Wilson and, and, and Andrew Luck, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Greg Hardy. That's $300 million in contract. Well, Greg Hardy got a really nice contract. $300 million. I tell you we what. Did, yes, we did that. Greg Hardy got a nice yeah. contract, but because he's suspended, He's gonna miss out on a lot of that that money in in the, in the first uh, year. No, he's only gonna miss out on four games, brother. Four games. That's a month. Well, a quarter. That's a quarter of twelve million dollars or whatever he's gonna give him. That's a quarter. So we still talking about nine million dollars. That ain't twelve. Hey, I mean, think about is, it. That, 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 that's good money. How many years get nine million dollars? That's Michael Bennett. The point is, right. I mean, it takes three million here, four million here to get to eighteen million over the cap. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's every yeah. little every little thing adds up. And, and like I said, he he's gonna have to do something with Brandon Carr next year, who I think is gonna hit for twelve million on June first of next year. So we know Brandon hey. Carr ain't gonna be a cowboy come next Look. year. But um, but I, I think they have to I, keep I, him I, this year. I give you guys one thing, boy. Y'all stand up for y'all team no matter what. <laughs> and I'm, just giving, you, I'm just giving you the facts. I'm just I giving you the facts. I said I'm not the person on the team that much. I'm just waiting for Tim Kelly to uh, to uh, get Russell Wilson if they don't sign him. Now, see, Look, we already got we already got an eagle watch yeah. out. As it is, I, if y'all start out one and three, that motherfuckers ain't gonna have no job by week by uh, week five. Got, so they got rumors we already got to about getting rid of Riley Cooper. Now, I thought that was crazy. I'm like, why would they want to get rid of Riley Cooper? Uh, they just signed him to five years, $22 million. And he, and he's your well, number one guy why right not? now, ain't he? Why not? You got rid of everybody else. Might as well get rid of him, too. Oh, That's shit. They got Nelson Aguilar, man. Over him. And they got Jordan Matthews. Yeah. So, I mean, they might, they might could make it. You know? Yeah, and then, uh, then like I say, Zach Ertz is such a big part of the offense. Um, 
Yep. Even though he listed as a tight end, he don't really play like a tight end, you know. Yeah. Brent Selleck actually uh, played uh, like I a guess tight if end. I guess if you have to, to get under the cap and sign some people, I guess, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, like we need to get rid of everybody and go get Russell Wilson, then I will be a happy camper. Yeah, but that's just, you know, bottom line of it is, y'all ain't, y'all going to start out one and three and Chip Kelly won't even be in the NFL no more. So, you know. <laughs> well, hey, everybody you, say healthy, you, we'll be okay, but that's the key. You know, man, it don't matter whether y'all healthy or not. Y'all, you should be blowing a gasket right now. I've never seen a transformation of a football no, team no, no, like no, the we, Eagles we, are going through. Yeah, it, it's I shocking. Me, don't get me wrong. They're going to be one of the most watched teams, huh? though. I mean, they're going to be interesting no, to watch. I, I, I can I see Kelly upgraded in every position just about. I mean, y'all, yeah, damn. y'all feel like he's done nothing but for Evan Matthews, the long line, but running back, DeMarco Murray is the upgrade. He can run between his tackles. Then they got Ryan Matthews, so two beat one every time. Then you will think Kirk uh, Kirko Kiko Alonso is one of the he's best good. linebackers in the league when he helped he like he did in rookie year. So when you look at those scenarios, then you talk about Jerry Macklin. He's a good ball player, but he ain't worth no $60 million. Aguilar is just as good if not better. Watch, y'all won't see that this season. I mean, everybody he's taking off of there, look at the replacements. You know, Jordan Jackson and all them guys, yeah, they good ball players, but the kind of money they want, you let them walk. But, but see, I, I, I stick to the same thing on it. Before any changes, I wanted to see, like so many Philly fans, what everybody could have did together. And then if it flubbed and didn't go, well, hey, you know, do what you got to do. But, I mean, that first year they did play together, didn't they? No, 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 no. Deshaun Jackson uh, was out the door headed to Washington then. I mean, everybody wanted to see Sproles, Jackson, no, no, no. everybody all together, you know. Yeah, he wanted to start his, what, his, his, what, third season in Washington? Yeah, uh-huh. No, no, no. It was the second season. Second? No, I don't remember. Was, I thought it was third. Oh, the children, no, it was I'll look it up. Jackson last year. This is going to be the second season right here. Y'all look it up. Was it? Did he play? Did he play with Chip Kelly one year, Deshaun Jackson? If so, yeah, he, yeah, he played one year. <laughs> okay, then it, one it's year. probably his. It's yeah, probably his but what I'm year. saying though, but what I'm saying though, I was getting all excited when we got. Well, I don't. I didn't. I didn't see the same. Yeah, he played one year in But but when Sproles came, I was like, oh my god, how that's gonna be stopped? McCoy, Sproles, and Deshaun Jackson, all that athleticism on one field. Damn, you know. Hey. Yeah. I'm looking at the depth chart. They don't, they don't even have Riley Cooper on the uh, wide receiver depth chart. They have Miles Austin ahead of him. So he might be out the door. I guess that would save a lot of money. Oh, Miles Austin. Oh, yeah, 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 he's in Philly. Yeah, he's in Philly. Yeah. Okay, no, I found, I found him. They got him listed as a third receiver. I, I see him over here. Yeah, he, he they got uh, three receivers. There. Miles yeah. Austin needs to be quick, man. Because so, wasn't yeah, he in yeah. Cleveland or somewhere last year? Yeah, he was in Cleveland and didn't do nothing, but they didn't have a quarterback either. But. Yeah. So, I think um, the offensive line is going to tell all when it comes to Philly uh, because they do have – I mean, they do have some nice players. They're not established players, but they're nice right. players. And now, uh, well, now, DeMarco we, Murray's straight on the, on the tackle. But, uh, you know, Jason Peters health and then uh, Lane Johnson, you know, is coming into his third year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he – He's strong on But that tackles. interior with Sam Bradford as your quarterback and Mark Sanchez yeah. as your backup, right. um, you really have to and get Tebow. it right. 
Yeah, and Matt Barkley. You you really have to get it right. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, Buck was talking about the Arizona Cardinals getting Jen Welter as a linebacker, inside linebackers coach. Uh, first ever female in the NFL. Uh, she played that's rugby a, in college. Roger Goodell. Hey, I'm just trying to make up for Ray Rice stuff from last year. But you know what? I uh, that may be true. That may be true. However, um, she actually has a pretty good resume when you look at it, man. Yes, yes, I mean, she played 14 years of women's football. She played men's football for a season. She played men's football for a season. Oh, she played men's football. She played. She played in a, yeah, in some minor league or whatever. She played. She was actually, I think, a running back. So she wasn't like a kicker. Yes, yeah, she was a running back. Yeah, yeah, I saw some highlights, you. man. She took some shots. No, let me yes, let me is. ask you a serious question. Uh-huh. Everybody want to want to pump these ladies up and stuff like that. You take the strongest woman in the in the world. She may be bench three hundred pounds. Now you take this lady here. She may bench. Two fifteen, two and a quarter. Now you got grown men that went to anybody's college. Hit this woman, they gonna break her up constantly because you don't have nobody in the NFL can't bitch nothing but two hundred fifteen pounds. I don't care if he's the kicker. So it's always the scenario. Well, they just take her down and she get up thinking she's really playing with the guys and all that kind of stuff. See me. I would have sent her to Jesus if I could. But the thing is, <laughs> and I'm sure, but that's the thing. There's some players who probably did. No, <laughs> no, they did not. No, they did not. No, they did not. A woman cannot play men's football. You understand what I'm uh, talking no. about? I don't believe. Uh, I don't believe you're the only person that 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 would say I'm going to hit yeah, this woman and yo, knock her out. But, I, I'm pretty sure there were plenty of guys the, who didn't like her the, out there. But the, but, whoa, whoa, but the problem is. You cannot say that and do that and be here in America. That's why they asking all these. That's why they asking all these. fools about what do you, what do you think about new coach Patrick Houston? They ain't got no choice. Hey, let's go to work. Right, Congratulations, right. boy. You say anything other than that, we're gonna throw you under the bus, under the train, and land on top of hey, you with yes, a helicopter. Hey, you see how they so tell, you see how they did Chris Paul? And they're gonna do Dungeon D. Chris Paul. If if you say anything, it's gonna be an issue. And Chris Paul nah. uh, made the comment about the referee or whatever. I mean, it wasn't about. I'm not referee. talking about her as a coach. I'm talking about her as a player. I'm saying when she was out there on the field, anybody yeah, out saying. there could have taken if, her if, head off. If the yeah. GM, right. if the GM knows that, if the GM knows you teeing off, he probably told the coach that, hey, you know. This kind of bad for PR, so tell the guys, you know, hey, you know, yeah. do what they have to do, but just don't overdo it. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, and and you know, because if they teed off on that lady like that, she should be unconscious. Because in another might, scenario, if, if you're a running back, a woman not cover herself up properly against them shots because she's been playing football long enough. And yeah, everybody tell her she played. Come on, man. Yeah, but you don't get to the pro league, brother, in your first year. You have to go up through Pop Warner High School played, and come through the ranks. Right. She played fourteen that, years of women's of women's football before she got into that. And how many yards did she gave? Five yards in fourteen years. I have no idea. 
Because we ain't seen no highlights of her, so that means she ain't shit. They got highlights on NFL Network. I watched them this yeah, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And she got yeah, the highlights yeah. they showed with her getting hit. They didn't show her, like, yeah. joining it. But, they showed but, her playing. But, but I'm saying, out of all the coaches hit. in the country, I don't care how where she coached at and all that. I know she's 37 years old. The network's showing at my house, too. But this is what I'm saying. You believe that she has the resume to be in a position that she's in. Bruce Allen's doing all this. Oh, I made it my mission to do this and do that and all that, trying to make history and all that bullshit. Listen, man, this is I, football. I absolutely and, believe that that she has the resume. I've seen some people like you. I would argue with you on the referee that they have as far as her credentials. But as far as what I've seen of this woman's resume, because um, we've always said that women don't belong because they don't play football. Well, we can't say that about this woman. All right. So that's something we've said before. So now we got to change to something else. She's played football right, and well, she's played. Hey, who else applied for the job? Then, who who applied for the you don't have to. You don't have to play a sport in order to know how to coach it. Now, right. it helps, uh, it what I'm saying, though, who, who applied for the job? Like, it could have been like. Oh, a, I have no idea. Don't get me wrong. She was probably given the job because she's a woman. I'm not arguing that's the point. that. That's the point. I'm, that's arguing, the point I'm arguing that. If she's she the best be person for the job, if her resume was better than the three other people in the room, I ain't got. I, I It ain't really nothing I can say just on the coaching tip. But I seriously doubt right. it. Because most of the time, I mean, but we can say that about the first black coach. We don't know no, no, if no, Tom, no, no, no. we don't know no, if Tom Flores was given a, given a job as a Latino because somebody wanted to give him a chance. So I mean, that no, doesn't no, matter. It's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with getting nobody a chance. But I'm saying, man, strictly on resume. If you're 37 years old, I'm just saying the odds of you uh, beating out somebody on paper, uh, and she was a player. I'm just saying, just say if it was a a position coach coming from, like, the Pac-12 or something applying for the job. I'm saying, like, just strictly coaching. I'm saying her coaching resume don't seem to be that deep. If she was a player, so I mean, coaching how long resume, did she coach? Yeah, I mean, I, and I agree. Like, her coaching resume, she coached, like, she, she coached the um, that indoor football team. She, told, she coached them to a championship, but I think she only coached for a year. But she but did that's coach what I'm saying. them. Like, it, it's like most people who get a shot with it. Most people who get a shot in the NFL done coach for years, unless they was a player, just kind of start coaching and, with and the then, team. Then, 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 let me let me ask you another question: If you're a running back and as a female, what's she gonna be a hundred and fifty pounds? If that, and you how she gonna play against guys? Then she's slow as a fucking turtle because women ain't gonna be able to run that fast. So yeah, let's look at it like. You know the bottom line. Of, the bottom line of this is only an internship. It's not like she's gonna be a permanent coach during the season. She's just in the NFL, you know, coaching thing. You know they they're doing preseason. You got former players in it, like you know, like Ike Taylor. He's in there. Uh, LeVon Kirkland is actually gonna be also in the um, internship over there at the Arizona Cardinals as well. But we all know he coaches over in Mississippi State. So bottom line of it is, it's just an internship. It's just one of those nice gesture type things. It's not like she's going to be coaching the rest, the rest of the damn season. So let's just see how she does and, and go from there. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and again, I wouldn't be surprised. They if they did. And I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's not political. I'm not saying that it's yeah. not political. I'm just saying that 
she does have some experience, which is something we've always criticized other women right. for not having. So I think we yeah, need to give her credit for having yeah. that. Yeah, anybody can coach I don't have a, I don't have a problem. Listen, I don't have a problem with it being political. All I'm saying is on the co- her coaching experience, to me, is not deep enough to get to that. To get that, that's that, all I'm that, saying. That, that, that's what we're saying, brother. And, and that's yeah. pro- and that's probably why she's just an intern. I mean, she's not a coach; she's an intern. But, but does she still have to beat somebody else out with a deeper resume? Like, just say no, if I was a not, not on an in, not on an internship, you don't. I mean, this is just. I mean, we got this is something yeah, this is that the NFL a instituted a few years ago. It's not a. It's not a permanent job. The thing is, well, they've been doing. They've been doing these internships. They've been doing these internships for the last what five or six years, and so, so you, you they're trying to make players. To a, a, they're trying to do band players band. like. They're trying to do players. You know, give give them the option to yeah. whether they if they want to coach or it's just like you know your transition period. You know, if you want to get once you retire from the league, you, gotta, you either go in there an internship to see if you want to be a coach, or you go to the damn broadcast booth. It's gonna be one of the two, or something else that you want to do. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I think I think some of that follow. I think if she's a woman and the fellow is not consistent, and they should hire some man. So let's go ahead and hear the flaw logic, guys. <laughs> hey, can, 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 you imagine, you know, can you imagine being a pro player and somebody trying to tell you how to play ball? They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Now, they pulling the same shit over with the Spurs, oh, letting Becky Hammond coach it all that. But yet you got that, somebody man. over her shoulder, got somebody else over her shoulder that, to make it, make it all go nah, right. Nah. Listen. As long listen, as listen. as long as men delivering babies, a woman can do can, can coach a football team. Man, no, it's about no, it's no, about knowledge. No. It's about knowledge. Yeah. You can't say what someone <laughs> can't do. How can listen, you say someone is not capable of doing something just because they don't have a because because work let's, let's, work let's, work let's, work let's, work yeah, I want y'all to hear me out. Hear me out on something. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like you take Pat Summit that Summit is a great coach for the women's game. But they play in that, that stationary basketball with their feet on the floor and hands in the air and all that bullshit. You can't bring that to the NBA. And nobody wants to hear that, but that's the truth. But, you look at it close to women's game and you bring that to the NBA, they get beat by 60 points. I, 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 I don't agree with that at all. First of all, it's fundamental yeah. basketball. Anybody, anytime you yeah. have fundamental plus talent, you can beat anybody. Yeah. Right, no, that's what, I tell you, I tell you what, then why the WNBA champion always coached by a man then? Why is R.M. a chicken eat with his asses in their own sport? I mean, he's a good coach. I'm it ain't nothing to do with who he, But who, all right, so who has more wins? <laughs> who has more wins? Didn't Pat Summer have more wins when she retired? Didn't Pat Summer have more yeah. wins when she retired? She coached, she coached a whole lot longer, brother. Whole lot longer. Okay. The the general armor Ariama? Yes. Look that up. Whole lot longer. The bottom line is anybody can can coach. All right, I don't care what yeah. it is. Anybody can coach. All right, you don't have to be. It just takes just knowing what you're doing. I mean, a woman's a, she got a master's in sports psychology. If she if she can't get people to follow her, then you know, so be it. But I mean, she's a sports psychologist. You would think she would understand that. 
Okay. You got to know some X's and O's. I mean, I, I think, I mean, with 14, <laughs> years, with 14 years of uh, football experience, first you win in the championship, that's got to count for something. And the bottom line of it is, I mean, if they think that she can do something with the linebackers, okay. you know, she must have some knowledge of doing, you know, uh, do, you know no, have I'm some knowledge you, of that. I'm going to ask you another question. Look, look, this is what I'm saying, though. This is I, I would love to, to, to do that one day. But I guarantee you, if I took my black tail to Arizona and they uh, told me I can apply for that, they go like, shit, man, it's Pee-wee, man. This is the pros. You ain't even coached high school yet. You know, I hear some stuff like that. So I'm, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, nope. like if, if uh, she Geno 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 Ariana, as far as a head coach, he's been a head coach since 1985. So he's only he's only okay. been a head coach for thirty years. She's been a head coach for uh, looks like thirty uh, looks like forty no thirty seven years. So she she has coached seven years more than him. Exactly. And who is she coaching against when she got started? Nobody. Because the women's uh, game was the Now you go, man. They but, had pro women's league back in the seventies. Yeah. The women's game was a lot better yeah. back then than okay. it is now. Listen, they let me ask you another. Uh, let, me, let me ask you another scenario, and I want an honest answer to this. Do right. you believe? Do you believe that a white guy can get a thousand or fifteen hundred yards being a running back? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you know full back Peyton Hillers and guys like that that slip through the cracks. We're talking about on a consistent basis. Do you believe that? You said a white guy can be a 1,500-yard back? Hell yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Quincy. Yeah. Come on, man. Why would you think a white person is incapable of running for 1,500 yards, man? I don't even understand that. Come on, Quincy. <laughs> Yeah. 
He's a, but, but I but, mean, I don't know of any other white running backs that that start. Uh, he was the only one I remember that started. He got eleven hundred yards. 